Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's original podcast. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. This is where I'm live video all, all of it yeah yeah video this is uh, audio i might want to talk into the mic yeah this is how the sausage is made <laughs> nobody wants to see your sausage no one likes <laughs> yeah. put that put the sausage away okay. you think joe cardona was the gipper and then that's the scenario is that him yeah. one for for joe acres away boys <laughs> like you can watch red zone and then recap each game individually he's taking shots he's complimenting me but you know what he's really doing i'm gonna take that personally i did not see any limping today but i will say this this and is the, the guy that replaced you at Clintus. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm sorry, yeah, what? Clintus. No, don't Clintus. say that again. Clintus. Lazar. <laughs> Lazar Colon. I don't, I don't want any Lazar Colons going around. The Lazar Colon is a scary place. He had like some sort of, you know. People are like, what a bunch of pussies. Uh, yeah. Hey. hey. Yeah. We could say that back then. I don't know if we can say that now. Yeah, fire me. I've maintained that one game lead yeah. for like three weeks yeah. in a row. That's because Mike picks everything you pick. I go first, Fred. This is Patriots Unfiltered. Fueled by Duncan. All right, welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. It is Tuesday, and a real Tuesday here at Gillette Stadium. And uh, it's Deuce, it's me. Paul will be here eventually. Uh, He found a camera, so he's delayed. Uh, Evan will be here for the second hour. So big show here Tuesday. Matt's in the booth uh, making it all happen. And uh, we thought that the Patriots had found, um, you know, a a heart-wrenching way to lose the game in Vegas, and they certainly did. But they found another way to do it on uh, Sunday. Yep. Fumble. On Saturday, I should say. A little more conventional method. It wasn't everyone didn't yeah. lose their mind start trying to lateral it. But oh, just, uh, poor Ramondre. Just a, just he was involved in both of those <sighs> endings. I know. Well, I mean, and they're not going to – the coaches aren't giving him any uh, flack for it. He's trying to fight for extra yards. They're okay with it. So – yeah. I, at this point, what can you really do? I mean, he's been everything for you. It's hard I know. to really kill it's him. It's hard to be it. mad at him. But still, I do think he started the lateral party out of nowhere, went rogue against the Raiders, and then, yeah. you know, it's just yeah. the game is in your hands. You got, you, I mean, you, everybody, I think, thought, geez, the Patriots are somehow going to escape with a win after looking as bad as they ever have in, in and the they first were, half offensively. They were, you know, they were in perfect situations. Yeah. The clock was on their side. They had three timeouts. They're in. They're on the five yard line. They're going to get, you know, we think, you know, four cracks at it to win the game. Yeah, to win the game. And they could tell they were just. I mean, they're so in their own heads in the red zone, regardless. But it was just run it, run it, run it again. Right. <laughs> you know, they just kept running. I know some people thought that was too much. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, Ramondi Stevens should be able to carry the ball four times without fumbling it. Um, but another frustrating ending to a team and I think you know if the offense wasn't this bad which I think is clearly the the headline of the whole season um, you know you might be talking about a team that just can't quite get over the hump in in close games because I think that's been conventionally looking at the team that's you know been something that they've kind of taken turns being bad at defensively you know against the Raiders they couldn't get a last stop and offensively you got a chance to make the last play couldn't do that either so I don't think we'll ever get to that point to really discuss that as a legitimate characteristic of the 2022 Patriots just because of how bad they are on offense and how you know inept it's been the whole season. But there is a touch of that, of a team that just, you know, had they had a little bit more clutch, they probably have a couple more wins here, you know, even despite as bad as they looked. I mean, yeah. it's, it's crazy to say, but it's, and it's true. Despite as bad as they look in, in the loss, they still have a path to the playoffs. <laughs> win? Yeah. I mean, they don't even have to win both. They can win both. Yeah, that's the. I can't believe Paul's it. Paul's here. The I amazing part it. is that 
I mean, I don't think it's amazing that they have a path. I mean, the, the Raiders are six and nine; they have a path too. <laughs> but the Patriots just have to win games. Yeah, right, right. They that's the it. that's the amazing part. Yeah. yeah, they haven't beaten those two teams in a while. Yeah, two wins and they're in, um, or a win and other things happening and they're in. Um, so it it's you got to win this one. They're, they're, I mean, this they're one playing a meaningful meaningful game this uh, coming up, and we're going to get into Miami probably a lot tomorrow, but. You know, Tua is on concussion protocol. Um, so, like Paul says, I don't. Do I really need to say it? Yeah. <laughs> did you didn't really expect him to play, did you? They never beat him. <laughs> oh. Why would he play? Right. So it always works, works out, out for, the, for the, Patriots. the Patriots. Right. Yeah, I guess. So I, I caught the tail end of your um, conversation, and I would just say, like, the the clutch thing. We just talked about this on All Access too. Like, you know, it, it's frustrating to see them continuously shoot themselves in the foot with the game on the line. And I think that's a problem, obviously. I mean, but I, I I think that if they could find a way to play. But they shoot themselves in the foot throughout the game. It's <laughs> well, not like, this it's is not what like they saying. wait right. until no, the but end. What, what I'm saying <laughs> right. is yeah. there's a pattern that's developed, and it started last year. It started after the bye last year in Indy. It's like against a good, a, a good opponent, fall way behind, yep. you know, do a couple of things well, find a way so, like, the next 20 minutes, if we absolutely do nothing wrong, we'll have a chance to win. And then that happens, and then at the very end, you're not able to make the last play that gives you a chance to win. Right. I think is grossly overlooking the problem. The problem is they get grossly outplayed in most of these games against better competition. And that's why you're in a situation where I need the other team to give me a pick six. I need to get a 48-yard Hail Mary touchdown. I need to have the other team fumble when they're trying to run the clock out. And then I need to go in and score at the end. And I just couldn't score at the end. you know. And everybody's like, well, Ramondre Stevenson fumbled out. Oh, was forward progress. Oh, you know, like, right. That's why I'm not even the, upset about like the that. Problem I'm, is, I'm not. The problem is uh, uh, you know, allowing 450 yards of offense and, and really not even getting in their way for – 38 minutes then you played ridiculously well down the stretch like i give the defense a lot of credit for picking itself up off the mat but it would have been nice if they were competitive earlier in the game it would have been nice if the offense had been competitive at it really at any all. point all year yeah. Yeah. you know that's, like that's the offense is remains the number one issue yeah. but like i just think to say well that's a game they should have won because they ended the game on the five yard line <laughs> and fumbled yeah yeah it's a game they could have stolen yeah but because you played so poorly for the vast majority of the game, that one fumble cost you the game. Think about think about it from another team's uh, perspective. The Vikings game when they came back from thirty three. Mm-hmm. What if like they that comeback had fallen short? There's no way you could say, well, that's a game the Vikings should have won. No, right. it isn't. Of course it's not. Now behind thirty three, nothing. Of course yeah. not. Like right. like if Matt Ryan gets the f- if. Not not to go all forward progress on you, but if Matt Ryan was given forward progress on his quarterback sneak, right. You lose. Right. And no one's saying that's a game the Vikings should have won. Right. Right? Right. You put yourself yeah. in a hole. And then when you just think of, like, the litany of errors by the, the Bengals. Now, some of these were caused by the Patriots. Yeah. The interception but was a good— You have yep. three turnovers, including a pick six. You missed two extra points and a field goal. You dropped two potential touchdowns and allowed a 48-yard Hail Mary on third and 29. And won. Right. And right. won. Yeah. Like, individually, those plays would cost a team a game. Yeah. Like the record for a team while recording a defensive touchdown is like over 75% winning percentage. Patriots are one and two the last three weeks while scoring a defensive touchdown. 
Like, the defense what, what, is doing its job. Like, I mean, they're not playing great bad. defense, but they're making big plays to score points. Right. Right. That's huge, they're, and they can't win. They're yep. finding ways to keep the game right. competitive. Yeah. yeah. I just think there's a big difference between almost could have stolen it and should have won. There's a big gap between right. those right. They should have beaten the Raiders. Yeah. I mean, you have a seven-point lead with yeah. less than two minutes left. Can't close it out. And you, can't, you couldn't close out. That's a game you should have yep. won. Yeah. yeah. So we're left with you know the s- same problems we've had all year and – you know, I said it on the post-game show. I've said it before. We are not watching and witnessing a normal NFL passing offense. We're not. It's as bad We're, as it gets. It's as bad as it It's, it's dysfunctional. Yeah. It really is. No. I mean, at least with Cam, it was very clear what the problem was. He, he just no. couldn't get it, couldn't throw physically. He just wasn't there anymore. Here, the, the problems are from the top down. You know, it's it's unbelievable what we're seeing. Um, and, you know, you can say, well, the offensive line, okay. You know, they, they're they thin depth-wise. Um, and, you know, Cole Strange isn't as good as we thought he would be as his rookie year and, and it, blah, blah. But it's it hasn't been a total disaster on the offensive line. This is coaching. And yeah. I think coaching is A, B, and C. And then yeah. talent is D and Mac. Talent and Mac is is the other part of it. Yeah, wow. you know, <laughs> I wish I had uh, him for a great. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, well, I mean, it's, but it's it's. I mean, the, the the general point. I I just I totally agree with. I just I, I find it hard. You know, I have my issues with all kinds of pieces on this offense right now, and and you know, to start with Mac. But I just I have trouble. Just like I have trouble getting past the offense to talk about anything else on the team. I have trouble getting past the design of the offense. The you know how this has all come together. I mean, Paul and I were even talking on the—I don't know if it was on the show yesterday or off it—but it was just like one week you have one guy kind of step up, has kind of a good game, then he disappears yeah. for four weeks. Then yeah. you know it's just and, it's and constant I, rotating. And I don't know who the first all twenty-two analyst was that caught on to this. I know Evan was early talking about spacing, mm. how it's just terrible, but it came to fruition in this game. I mean, the, the Donna Smith and Hunter Henry running into right? each other. I mean, I mean, and, and, and <laughs> now I see Giardi and I think Olofsky and a bunch of others Kurt talking Warner. about Kurt Warner talking about spacing and layers and all this stuff. And, you know, now everyone's talking about it with the Patriots, but you know, like guys like Evan were on this weeks ago, like the spacing yeah, is, is just wrong. Is anybody going to wonder why they keep running those routes like that or are they just going to continue to blame it on the coaches because i'm sure that they designed it to have two tight ends run across the field and smash into right. each other but 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 here's the thing paul you're right obviously they're not executing but preparation you know like what's happening in practice right. like are these things not happening in practice and they're just rearing their head during the game hard to believe hard to believe so these things must be happening in practice yeah i assume and somehow they're not getting corrected. They're, it's carrying over into the game. If it's not, that would be like the first time ever. Yeah. Like these things just happen in the game. Yeah, you know, like so. What is going on in practice? And that was it. Was a point I brought up in the post game show of you know, the, I mean, whatever they went zero for six on third down, I think to, to start the game, but they they were all like third and four, third and six. I mean, these are manageable. It's not like man, they're getting nothing on first down. It's third and eleven, yeah. third. 
they're manageable distances. You get to the first third and four of the game, and that I think was one of the ones that Dan Orlovsky was again. That was the one that the tight ends on. collided. You know, so this is this is it. I mean, you're going to hit a third and four. <laughs> you got to have a play you love at third and four, first first third down in the game. Like That's what have you been practicing scenario. all week? That's like, a right? decent situation. Third That's, and four, yeah. you get your you got him injured. Um, you know, the other play, just I mean, I mean, we can rattle them off. The other one. Where that's going around where Mac clearly <laughs> pre-snap tries to make a call for a wide receiver screen. Jacoby doesn't get the signal. Uh, the other two guys do. They kind of the wide receivers kind of start to block. Mac looks. Jacoby just starts running a route. Mac looks at him. Play is dead. I mean, Mac looks back. He's got nothing. Um, it just continues to happen but, like that. Miscommunication. People right. not on the same page. So, you know, so like I know it's it's now we're in week sixteen, but like that must be you know like. We got to fix that. Like we should have fixed that yeah. a long time yeah. ago. You know that oh. that pre-snap communication. I, I'm <clears throat> Mac Jones. How how do I make sure that everybody got my signal? Everybody is on the right. same page. Yep. You know maybe we need to be a little bit more um, intentional about that than other teams. Fine, yeah. whatever yeah. it takes to make it happen. It, you got to make it, it happen. And some of it happens. The, you know right? signals I mean, that I got it. You know. Hands some up to the head, that, that thing. You some see of that it just happens. I mean, it happened to the Bengals. You know, the Bengals, the pick six was a miscommunication between yep. Burrow and Chase. I yep. mean, like, he obviously didn't get the signal. Burrow threw hot and Chase was running down the field. Mm-hmm. But the the things about the, you know, like, it's one of those arguments that people used to make, you know, the Brett Favre thing. Like, are you making any plays? Like, I've heard a lot of people, like, really praising the Patriots offense because they've really cut back on the turnovers lately. And they have. Like, yeah. the turnovers were a huge problem the first six, seven, eight weeks of the season, and largely they've disappeared. But the production hasn't changed. Right. They haven't made any plays. So, like, what would you rather be? Like, the, the Bengals who turned it over three times on Sunday but had 450 yards of offense and were moving it all over the place, or the Patriots who couldn't get out of their own way and, as right. Mike says, couldn't convert a third and four? Right. If you, if you never cross the street, you don't have to look both right. ways. <laughs> you, know, you know, like if you yeah. play really conservatively, right. yeah, you won't turn the ball over, but you're not going to be great. You're not going to make plays. No. Well, I and, and I think that they, they moved it downfield a little bit, but they just can't do it and, and be productive doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's we're in a pickle here. Um, but, you know, that's why I it's think they're weird. gonna. I think I'll, I'll. You know, spoiler alert. I think they're gonna win this game I on Sunday. Well, I, I, really think they are, I think they are now too. Uh, I, but I, I just I don't really know. Like, it's not gonna really change anything. I feel because no, no. you got a team that's completely spiraling, and they're probably gonna be without their quarterback. I mean, they right. lost four games in a row right. with Tua. You know? Right. I'm just laughing about it. I mean, I I, I just I. I mean, look, I really came to in like watching football over the last 20 years. Like this, is, I've never watched offensive football this bad. Granted, it's a small sample size. I've only really watched Tom Brady, Cam Newton, and one season of Mac Jones. But this is just so bad. And to think that they could ma- make the playoffs, I, I what I, it really I, is I, is just crazy. It's really an indictment on the greediness of the league. Like this is what you you needed to add a, a yeah. wild card team so you could have, you know. Six and nine teams that have really as good a shot as anybody of making the playoffs. I mean, they don't have, they don't need anything out of the. It's, I mean, the the toughest thing for the Raiders to have happen is for them to win their games. Like the teams that they need to lose are playing teams that are better than them, and they need them to lose. You know, like they should, you shouldn't be in playoff contention at 
seven and eight and eight and you know and six and I mean, nine and at this are, stage of the right, season. Right, and these are teams. Miami's on a four game losing streak. Yeah. The Patriots are on a four. I'm, it's I'm, not like teams I'm, are streaking at the end that you want to get. No, I know you are because the Patriots are one of the teams that's alive. But it's bad football. But it's bad. There also might there also might be a season where those teams are five hundred. This particular season, you know, there's a lot of. But I don't want five hundred teams in the playoffs. That's my point. I'm fine. I'm fine. Nine and eight, eight and nine, not a playoff. I don't care. Go away. I don't care about that. You know, like what if you. You know, we're like the Giants that year in 07 where you came on late. Well, at least they were 9-7. and seven. Yeah, I know, but, like, that could happen too. You know, like, you, you just happen to have a slow start. You come on late. I'm good with the extra team. I, uh, more football is great. I don't care. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm not, not worried about it. It's that. not more football. It's bad football. All right. We'll see. If but it's, it's been you're bad. You're not adding it. games. But you're it, just adding a team. The, but that's the league this year. It's not just because of the playoffs. Like, oh, every team I agree. The league vulnerable. is terrible. This year. This year. This season. Yes. This season. Right, so like the but fewer amount season. of bad teams I, I would rather watch in the playoffs. Like I do think Philadelphia is pretty good. I think San Francisco is pretty good. Kansas City, Buffalo. Like I'll see, pl- I'll watch playoff games with those teams. I'll really be looking forward to the divisional round when those teams, I assume, take care of business in the wild card round. And those teams are playing like that Buffalo Kansas City game last year was riveting. Yeah. I'll watch that seven versus but, two. But you know, Chargers against <laughs> uh, the Bengals. Oh, that could be a good game. You never That's know. tough. It's our guy. You That's never. tough. Anyway, I, I don't want to talk about. Uh, you know, we'll, let's focus on the Patriots. Yeah. Here. Although we must say that uh, Nate Hackett got fired <laughs> along with Nate. A, he's Nate now. <laughs> along with along Nathaniel when he's did a head take coach. him for your offensive coordinator. Well, yeah, he did wonders over there yes. with well, Russell yeah, Wilson. He, he did pretty good in Green Bay. <laughs> and he poured in a storm. Yeah. Paul. Uh, I actually, I <laughs> wouldn't be surprised. Green, was that him or was it Aaron Rodgers? I wouldn't be. Well, he's yes. not doing so him, well this year without him. What. I wouldn't be surprised if he did go back to Green Bay and do that, like, McDaniels thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, Come he gets home. fired and a couple of games left. Green Bay's still fighting for a playoff. Speaking of terrible teams still in the playoff r- race, 6-8, and 7-8. I, I mean, I'm glad we're going uh, to reshoot that thing. Relegation. I they should relegate the teams that, that are not over 500. But, uh, you, yes, you are eligible, but you didn't meet yeah. the criteria. I go feel, in the bathroom. I, said, I feel kind of bad. In retrospect, from our TV show yesterday, I was kind of killing Tua for those interceptions against oh, the Packers at the I know. end. Mike, Mike and I were just talking about <laughs> it, too. Like, and I'm like, mm, all right. Uh, he was concussed. Like, he the Dolphins concussed. finished that game. Fumble, miss field goal, pick, pick, pick. Like, a game that they were absolutely in total control of, and they completely handed it away. Then you're like, well, you know, there's this play that happened with, like, two minutes left in the second quarter, and all the picks happened after that. Right. <laughs> you know, like, you kind or of feel like – You do. You feel – because you watch these guys play in – you just like, well, what are you doing? What? Right, right. And he's in concussion protocol, you know, That's second time, you know, major. His career is probably in jeopardy, right? Yeah. Such a hard such a hard thing. Such a hard thing. He's playing so well. And you feel bad because I, well, I did the same thing you did, Mike. I did the same thing. We were thing. killing him yesterday. We were killing him. Like, especially the last, like, the last one he throws into double coverage. Like, what are what you are thinking? You idiot. Well, well, you see, Paul, he probably wasn't thinking <laughs> clearly. His, his brain hit his skull. Yeah. Well. Yeah, okay. In retrospect, I didn't know. <laughs> no, I, didn't, I know. didn't either. Oh well. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll reshoot that today. We'll be we'll be thoughtful and uh, measured. A little bit more comments. respectful. Still gonna pick the Patriots to win. <laughs> I'm with t- Fred. I'm on the uh, spoiler alert. I mean, I'm picking the Patriots. I would have picked them even if Tua was playing. I, I was flirting with that. I was well. We I, we had it yesterday. We thought Tua was playing yesterday when we shot the TV show. And we, yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. Made made Patriot picks. Yeah. I mean, and he still could play. McDaniel didn't rule him out. But dependent tomorrow. You know. Yeah, I'd feel differently about the game if he did play because now, to your point, like now at least there's a reason. 
Like I just thought he like maybe he's lost it. Mm-hmm. You know who knows? Yeah, three concussions in a year though, huh? That's I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's had three. Like I think he had one in the Buffalo can't the Cincinnati thing. Like I think he had one and they didn't diagnose it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, but that was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think his career's in jeopardy. I do. I, I I don't know like how many of those hits you want to take. What do you do? I mean, the team is in such a hard position. I mean, health is everything. Thomas, but Edward <laughs> Brady. There it is. And yeah. with Gronk, maybe. That's, a, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Part owner, quarterback. First time. Has there ever been an owner slash player in the NFL? Could he just fire guys like in the locker room? Would he have What's, that power? Uh, what was his name? Elway came Pendleton. Uh, Heaven can wait. Warren Beatty. Yeah. Wasn't it Edward Pendleton? Something like I, that. What was his name? I don't remember. No. You know the movie. I know yeah. the movie. It was but the he flop. came back into the. Yeah, the I didn't see the movie. Oh, man. I didn't, never saw the. Never movie. mind. I don't think it was a flop. I thought it was. I remember the uh, the video box from our local video store with like him standing on the cover. Uh, yeah, Warren Beatty. Right? Yeah, Warren yeah. Beatty in a Rams uniform. Yeah. yeah. All right, eight five five. He was the owner. Like he came back into the owner's body, and he decided to buy the team, and he made himself the quarterback. Oh, oh wow! I didn't. I didn't see it. Yeah, I really didn't see it. I don't even know that story. It's line. a good premise. Eight five five Pats five hundred is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web radio at Patriots dot com is the email address. So, yeah, poor Ramondre. Um, Matt got fined. Yeah. Oh, did he? Okay, so. When did that happen? This morning? This morning. It was 11K. So Mac had to play on the return where he came from behind and then cut down one of the defenders. And uh, Florio, I think, was the first to come out and said, you know, he's probably going to get fined for this. And he did. He's, he got, I mean, he got, I don't want to say killed yesterday, but I mean, there were a lot of people. <laughs> he did. I, that, thought, yeah. I thought he did get killed. He got killed. I think, All right, I we'll think that's it. accurate. <laughs> I mean, every show and, you know, uh, Sterling Sharp talking about – or Shannon Sharp, sorry, you know, saying, oh, he's going to have to watch out. That our guy Dove Kleiman, if he's a real person, um, put out that video with, like, you know, the Mac Jones greatest, Play the hits. greatest hits, which was funny because then somebody uh, tagged Andy saying, oh, Deuce had a good rant about Mac. And I was like, well, that was, that was just when I was mad with his flopping. That was when he was trying to put cleats in guys' balls and, you know – Cut guys out from under. And then the funny thing too, we were yesterday was Mac was on the uh, EEI, yeah, and he was like, "Oh no, no, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to do anything. It's, there's no hard feelings." I'm like, "I don't think it's for you to decide right. if there's no hard feelings, Mac. Like, they might have hard feelings because they felt like you tried to take out their knees." Um, I don't need to reiterate. Well, it all, I but think I think he's got a problem in in that he lashes out. He does, whether it's just physically or emotionally, he lashes out. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, Saban talked about it, um, that it was something that they had worked on uh, even in college. You know, he he lashes out. I mean, it was the, 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 the I mean, the stuff for me was just like faking you, you got a concussion or going down extra hard, which I just thought was dangerous because they're going to pull you. But, yeah, he's got to he's got to stop this stuff. I don't I mean, I don't know so much about the reprieve from other defensive players. I mean, that's last year. What Brian Burns was like, you know, happy hunting, saying that kind of stuff, kind of a similar thing. But I just wish he would cool it with this stuff. I wish he would just get up and play the next play and stop with all the histrionics and, and, and yeah. over emotional reactions. To I everything. think they're related, but they're different things. I agree with what, yeah. what you guys just said about. I, I think that part of this mentality is why he ends up doing these things. But I think these things are different. And, I, you know, I always try to give guys the benefit of the doubt. Like I, the, the dirty thing to me is kind of a, 
a label that's hard to go past. It's like when someone calls you a racist. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you defend yourself when someone calls you a racist? Um, Don't be a racist. N- n- no, I know, but there's no, <laughs> I, like, I, like right. I, I'm, I'm not, not racist. Yeah. Like, I'm not oh, dirty. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, didn't mean it dirty. Yeah, you definitely sound like you're not. Um, <laughs> I, you know, w- when I saw the Brian Burns play, I didn't like it, but I didn't think to myself, he's trying to hurt him there. No. And I, and, and I don't. But when there's, like, four now, all kind of in similar patterns, and I think Fred's right when he says how they come about. It's like when he gets to that state, he lashes out. He lashes out. Mm-hmm. And I think at that time he's thinking, like, Grace and Allen. Yep. I think that's a perfect yep. comparison for the, the former Duke basketball player for the Bucks now. Yep. Well, he was with the Bucks. I don't know if he's still with the Bucks. Um, I don't think he wants to, like, tear someone's a- ACL, but, like, he might run by and stick a foot out and trip a guy on the court. He did it all the time. Yeah. And – I don't think Mac was trying to hurt Eli Apple. Nope. But he was frustrated as hell. Yep. And that was who was in front of him. (laughs) And that was the guy who was there. Right. Now, the fact that he's coming from behind has nothing to do with the dirtiness. You can't go low on a guy who's trying to block. It's just like a defensive player on a regular play on a screen pass. They throw a screen pass out. There's two linemen there, and here comes the little safety. You can't dive at the the guard's legs. That's a penalty. That's a cheap, dirty play. And that's... I'm like, even if he was coming from the front side and Apple knew he was there, he get bailed out a little bit because he, he doesn't really make a lot of contact. Eli was athletic enough to sort of jump it, and it was kind of a nothing burger. Yeah, but I didn't even see it during the game. I think the he int- fell. He fell though, didn't he? Apple. Yeah, yeah but I think but he saw it yeah, coming, yeah. and he didn't get like his knees taken out. Right, right. Like if. And I said, like, I just said this to Steve Burton. I was like, you know, you played football. How did you feel when guys went at your legs, oh. went at your knees? And he's like, no, that's a good point. And he goes, that was like the cardinal sin. That like, was, you never unnecessarily went at a guy's knees. That was the only time. I mean, hockey, different, but playing at BAPS in summer league, going into college, can't wait to start my college career. This kid went at my knees, like, coming around the net, and I lost my mind. I mean, same, you same kind of out. thing. I took my <laughs> stick, and I two-handed him. Oh, yeah? And went after him. He turtled. Never seen my dad so proud in his life. <laughs> it was just uh, like, <laughs> all right, Michael! You stuck you know, up got, yeah. <laughs> And then we had to, like, get in the car, and then we had to drive to Melrose for, like, another summer league hockey game. You know, like, yeah. that's awesome. But but it's it's true. It's and there was knees. one thing I just want to clarify. Like, he got called for a personal foul at the end of the game on the fumble. Yeah, same thing. But that didn't that wasn't related to this. I think people, you know, like he, he after the game was like, "Well, I'm just trying to get, you know, the balls on the, the game's on the line. I'm trying to get the fumble." Yeah, anything you did in a fumble pile, I don't put in the same category as right. as this. Right. You know, I think he got called for like pulling guys off the pile and stuff. Right. I don't did know, you know exactly. Did I don't yeah, know. I he saw, was burrowed I, yeah, in there. It. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah, but it, but it wasn't to me, a big, like unless he yeah. grabbed someone in the grapes or something and yeah. th- that's what the referee yeah, saw. Not, like, but you're not allowed to pull guys off I mean, the pile. Right. I, that's I, a penalty. And right. that's what and that was by the way a sneaky important penalty. Yeah, got him off the yeah. off the goal line. Right. And it allowed him to punt and and there was a good punt and it, it you know, it backed him up. I would connect those. I mean it's just I think it's the same thing as Paul said. He's frustrated. Ramondre just fumbled it. He's losing his mind, you know. Yeah. I don't know what exactly happened Grace, in there. Grace but Grace under pressure. Grace under pressure. Yeah. So it, it, it I just think now there's enough and you know, no one really talked about that slide against Chicago. I said it to you when Kicking it happened live. I go, he absolutely tried to hit him oh, in the nuts. Yeah. He did a slide and his foot was up, you know, waist high. And the guy jumped over him for Chicago. Like, that was clearly an attempt to me to get the guy in the nuts. Well, or get the guy. I don't know if necessarily in the nuts. No, it was right there. pretty targeted. Brady. Right in the grapes. <laughs> Brady used to do the same thing. Hey, are we getting food? He already ordered? I don't think so. What, what'd you get me? Pa- 
<laughs> Potluck? Right I on, love it. Right on. Right what you were thinking? <laughs> it's you, a surprise. You wouldn't, I would have got garlic bread, but that's okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Throw that right on. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, 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 like I said, I, <laughs> I, I had some fun with our, our old friend Jerry Thornton yesterday. Jerry ah, was was how's he chi- doing? Jerry chimed in on Twitter. He's like, now all these people that you know called Mac, you know, like uh, a whiny little. Now that now he's the second coming of Jack Tatum, and I just heard, nice to have you back, Jerry. <laughs> I missed you. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh, think people are looking at it that way. Yeah, it's not like th- this is not. It's it's not like this guy is out there like Vontez Perfect is the guy I think that he he used. <laughs> right. He's not trying to maim people. No, it's cheap, yeah. chippy, right. little dirty yes. stuff. It's Danny yes. Ainge. Yes. yes, it's Danny Perfect, Ainge. Perfect, Perfect. I just yeah. no. I got no. I got no tolerance for oh, that stuff. Mike, Mike is way worse about this than you and I. We yeah. both we both were like, yeah, well, that was kind of. Chi-. It really bugs Mike. You yeah, should see Mike when these plays first happen. He gets really it off off no, center. And my my hope is that this fine will be like, hey, cool it. You know, I, I just, it's not hard. Like, I don't I don't think, you know, it's not hard to, I just, there's so much about his demeanor in these situations where maybe he just needs a little bit of success. I think that's probably, like, this whole season is probably weighing on him too. Um, but it's a big, big thing for me. It, we, like, the offense I, I'm, I'm upset about, but when we get to Mac, that's, like, the first thing on my mind is just, like, your demeanor, getting past this stuff, like be an NFL quarterback, be a leader that these guys can look to, calm under pressure. Something bad happens, we know you're not going to lose your mind and, and, and dive at somebody's legs, but hopefully hopefully the fine maybe changes his attitude a little bit. Okay, I, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I mean, like mm-hmm. you said, success is the best thing. You know, like, like he, I, I can't imagine the pressure he's under. Because every second of every day while he's in this facility, he's got to be. It's I got to prove myself. I got to prove myself as a leader, as a winner, as a quarterback, as this, as that, and it must be really tough, you know. Like he's on. He hears the zappy chance. Yeah. He. I'm sure people tell him about what people are saying about him. That's a good point. You know. That's a good point. Like every second of every day he's here, he's under. You know. In intense scrutiny mm-hmm. and even if it's not real it it's in his head it's it, it is you know yeah i i just i think with mac for me too there's just an element that he's trying so hard to to be everything to everyone I, sorry i just quoted an ever ever source on there uh but you know like it's just like he immediately came in and it felt like he had read you know bill belichick's guide to dealing with the media things to do and not to do like he memorized that and and we still get it now he doesn't really say anything he gives you a word salad um you know and it's and it seems almost like it's is it more energy expent yeah making sure that you're doing saying everything right and can you just relax and can you you know maybe this is more a question for the coaching staff like well can you just relax and play the game without having to worry about checking every box i I think he was done but I think that he had more to give. And I'm talking about Chad Ochocinco. He was so bottled up when he was yeah. here. He couldn't be himself. And like like I said, I don't think that he was – but I think he could have been a little bit better if he was a little bit more relaxed. Because, like, yeah. he would That's have this fair. bad play, and he knows I'm not going to see the ball again maybe for the rest of the day. Whereas in Cincinnati, you drop a pass, I'm going to get a pass – I'm, he was going to get ten targets yeah, every right, 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 no matter and, what. Yeah. And to Freddie's point, he he was the like the the poster child for that guy that you could actually see thinking as he yeah. was running his routes. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. am I doing this right? Am I cutting at the right spot? It's am no I saying the right thing? Am it's I a hard, it's a right hard way to. Yeah. And, and he wasn't himself, you know. And it, 
like you said, being that bottled up, it's hard to perform. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, isn't it crazy just to tie it to this whole offensive shift and we want to be able to play faster? I mean, has anything been less true than, than that? Like, I mean, pl- like playing fast, like you guys can't even get on the same page right. and, and run the right plays, much less all be together and, and go quickly with pace. It's just, yep. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's there's a lot of dynamics to this season, which, you know, maybe we'll find out more once the season's over. But uh, it's, it's, it's a complicated season. The, the, the thing that's just like frustrating, just to vent for a second too, is like you got to come on. Sunday, Monday morning, and you got to hear Darren Orlovsky again go on a whole video, you know, diagramming just how completely dysfunctional the offense is. You got Kurt Warner posting a screenshot of like, guess who this team is? And it's clearly the Patriots because what's at the top third and four, you know, like you can easily discern that. You know, then you've got the Mac Jones uh, videos going around of, of him sticking his foot out and trying to take people's knees out. Like, it just sucks. Like I just like I just hate this whole thing that the way this season has gone, and that these are the things that you're dealing with is listening to the rest of the NFL basically just dunk on you that you have a completely yeah. dysfunctional offense. And, and, and listen, I was wrong. I thought Patricia could do the job. I was wrong. At least this season, he's not doing it well. But I'm I, not. I, I'm not taking any shots at you. Yeah, for that one. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm going to stick up for him. When people get on the radio and call him this, you know, fat buffoon and more, that's that's BS, man. Yeah. You know, like, okay, so he got put into a position where he wasn't cut out for and he's not doing well. But, man, like, you know, like he's not a moron. He's not a, you know, like the, the things that people are saying about him are just completely ridiculous. And. You know, I kind of feel bad for him right now. He's in a position where he was asked to do something. He said, "Okay, I'm going to go do it." And you know, I don't I yeah. think I think neither the person who asked him nor him realized how how difficult it is. You know? That that yeah, could be true too. Yeah. Could be could be like that. I mean, it, clearly those are cheap shots on the radio from, you know, mostly from from blowhards, but but no, it's, it's, not, it it's comes, not just fans. Though. It comes no, the I said blowhards. Yeah, the analysts. I mean, too. I just think yeah. it comes from the, it comes with the territory. Like I, I mean, I've heard I, I hear that from about people around the league, and I don't get my back up and defend it. I mean, how many people tell you Brandon Staley's a moron? Yeah, well, they, I hear that all the time. They're just morons, just going to go for it on fourth down. And, right, right. Yeah, and like and that he invites on on his own. Um, I just think that that's part of it. When you don't think the guy's very good, you call him names and stuff like that. I agree. I mean, I know what you're saying, Fred. I just that doesn't yeah. bug me as much. I, like, like you can criticize his work without getting like down in the gutter like yeah. that. You know, I don't know. It just bothers me. So you know, a lot goes into it. But I'm not even going to give you a hard time for thinking that it would work because I don't know how much you really thought it was going to work. I think you were hopeful. I was hopeful. I, I think you were hopeful, I, and you 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 approached it. I think with a little bit more of an open mind than most of the rest of us. Yeah. Most of the rest of us decided it wasn't going to work before it started. I, you said, I don't know, if Bill wants to do this, I got faith well, in Bill. And I, I don't think that that's a stupid take I by st- you, I still even s- though it was wrong. I still say having been a head coach in the NFL is worth something. It's like you, you see from that total vantage point, and it's an incredibly difficult job. And, you know, then having, having that experience and then going back, I think is beneficial. But it doesn't always work, you know? It doesn't always work. Yeah. Uh, and and no. in this case, it didn't. All right. And I you mean, I, I still think that they have or it hasn't. better yeah. talent 
then I mean, how could they not? I mean, this is, looks like a non, a, not an NFL offense. I mean, they have NFL players on the team. It shouldn't look like this. No. This I don't think they have the, the makings of the a panel. very good offense, but it shouldn't look like that. It's not the 32nd ranked offense in the yeah, league, I, I still, which it is in a lot of categories. Yeah, I still contend that they are underperforming. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think we all now, agree on that. Yeah. Could I get them to like 18th? Like, you know, I mean, uh, what's the ceiling? Just, can, Probably you just, not. can you just make me a middle of the pack <laughs> right. offense? Yeah. Like right. a, blah, a blah offense as opposed to a, a dismal one. Right. And yeah. if you did that. You know, I'll how give much you, better is the defense situationally because they feel like you know you're going to give them a little something from time to I'll time. I'll give you like just what what speaks volumes. Like so, sun, uh, Saturday the game's coming. It's first and goal from the five, and I said to Mike and Devin at the time, I, if I were Cincinnati, I'd let them score, and then I would have no, I would have had no fear whatsoever. The worst that's going to happen is we're going overtime, provided he makes the field. He might have missed it. There yeah, was a lot of missed end. kicks, yeah. a lot of missed kicks that day, but they were going to get into field goal range um, at. At worst, I think they may have scored a touchdown and won the game. But so I'm I'm talking about this with some people, and they were like, "Dude, what makes you think they were going to score from the five yard line?" I was like, "What?" <laughs> he goes, "I mean, it's the worst red zone offense in, in football. More often than not, when they get down there, they don't score." Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. So I was like, "Wow!" I'm like, I thought they would. I thought it was inevitable they were going to score. Yeah. You know, and that, and so much so that I would have invited Cincinnati to let them score to preserve time. Yeah, but there's no guarantee. But with this you know, game. the guy said that to me, and I I had no response. Like, yeah, what am I, yeah but no, <laughs> yeah. you're right. They, yeah. More they, often than not, so when they get down there, they don't score. Somebody, yeah. you idiot, they suck. <laughs> you to you. <laughs> Yikes! All right, uh, let's get to the uh, listeners uh, on this Tuesday. Um, we'll start with Eduardo in L.A. What's up, Eduardo? What's up, guys? Um, very emotional roller coaster last game. Yep. Uh, I don't know. Every time I see Mike Jones play, I just get discouraged every game, you know. Um, but with the playoffs almost here, with us having a shot to get there, if he screws up big time versus the Dolphins, does he get benched? No. Do we see Zappy come in? No. I don't think there's any gain to doing that, you know. I, I well, you know what? Let's put it this way: if if it's clearly him and there's a, still a chance to win, maybe they do it because playoffs are still a possibility. But I just don't know how it, it would have to be like he it, it would have picks. to be so all about Mac to bench him. You know, like there's no other explanation why we're not playing well today. I don't see that happening though. I mean, to Paul's point, the lack of turnovers lately is probably what has at least solidified him. I think that's what it would be to get him out. Picks, yeah, picks, he's picks. just he's just like the goalie in hockey giving up goals. We gotta get we yeah. gotta make a change. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think if you were gonna do it, if if there was an inkling, I think he would have done it on yeah. on Saturday, right? Because the offense it's I, as bad as and, it can get. And I, yeah. I and I think he was part of the bad. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sorry, he was part of the bad. Um, you know, aside from the the ball that Thornton dropped, which I thought was a was a good enough throw to to make a big play on. Yeah. I, I didn't see a whole lot of good. Uh, out of the quarterback and to your point Fred about when things are going bad he hasn't really turned it around yeah with his mentality Mm-mm. um I thought he did a better job of not you know completing let, letting everybody know that the coaches just messed up yeah he didn't do any of that in this game I didn't at least not not that I saw um but th- there was just no answers and if Bill didn't make a like I was really watching at halftime I saw like Mac really sprinted to the steps to get out at half at half yeah and I think they may, he may have been, in retrospect, may have been a little irked with the whole, 
we're going to go out, we're going to throw a pass on first yeah, down, then call fair. a timeout, but I don't really trust you. I'm just going to take a knee here. And <laughs> right. Go like, I think that might have been bugging him. And I was like, hmm, this is something to keep an eye on. But when he came out to start the second half, he was throwing and running on the sideline like he was helmet on going back in the game. I had my eye on Zappi. Yeah. And, and I think if we didn't get him there, I don't think we're going to yep. get him. Yep. All right, Eduardo, thanks for the call. Let's go to Spee in Fresno. What's up, Spee? What's up? Danny Ainge is a good one, uh, Fred. Another one is, is Bruce Bowen. He always used to find a way just to kind of stick his foot under somebody else's, like a, a offensive player right when they're shooting. Like, it would just be like cumulative, a little yeah. bit here and there. Bruce Bowen, like, Draymond Green. Yeah, there's a lot of basketball players that are like that. It's a, it's a good sport for that, for just kind of like yeah. cumulatively like subtle dirtiness. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You can't really get back um, at them. I wanted. To, I was hoping I could try and start a a, a Paul and Fred fight. Um, what do you got? What, so don't well, so last don't week, give up yet. What do you got, guys? <laughs> last week you guys had kind of it was it was a really interesting back and forth about um, how Bill maybe how Bill would react. Uh, if and when Kraft approaches him about Patricia in the offseason. And Fred was just basically like, Bill's going to see what we're all seeing about the offense, and he'll be on board to shake things up. But Paul was, and I think I might be more with Paul on this, Paul thought Bill would be more like hesitant there as in kind of like, well, I'll make the change, but I don't want to make the change. That's the fear. And Mm -hmm. I I, um, I, I guess I wonder if you're trying to do the dangerous thing of reading Bill's mind, um, do you think that he's, and I, all of you guys, what do you think? Is he putting is he putting too much of this stuff? What's going wrong on the players? Kind of at the expense of really clearly seeing what's wrong with the coaching staff, with his coaching staff. Mm. I think that's what he's worried about. Well, that's I mean, that's my would, fear. Like, if the, they would just do the system the way me and Matt and Joe are telling them, do you think that that's out of the realm of possibilities? No, I don't. Yeah. Do you think that that's what I'm, everyone's I'm, I'm asking? Of. I'm not trying to. This yeah. is not an argument starter. I'm asking. Do you think there's a chance that Bill thinks it's them, not us? Well, I, I'll, here's what I'll say. I guarantee he's hearing that it's them, not us. Uh-huh. And you know that's what coaches are telling him because they're sticking up for themselves so he's hearing that from the coaches no but he's hearing from the players that it's them not us and he's hearing about from the, the coaches players. but so what, what do you think do you think there's a chance that he thinks yes if they just exactly what mike said just did what we told him to do just executed the plays are there to be executed well and, and every week everybody has 17 plays where i see a guy you yeah. know i, I think yeah. it's all deceptive but, but, but here's uh, here's the thing t- that maybe we all need to worry about Let's let's go back to practice, right? That's what I was going to go back. Bill to. hasn't yeah. stopped coaching in practice. Like it's not like he always has coached in practice. Even though there's an OC and a wide receivers coach and a defensive line coach, he still goes in and you know walks in yeah. and coaches during practice. So right. it's him telling guys what to do too. So what we have to worry about is that he does feel like it's the players. Yeah, that's my concern, yeah. and that's kind of the concern about if Robert approaches him. Well, I mean, if you, I, I don't want to leave. I want to stay. And if this is what you're telling me I need to do, then I'm going to do it. But you're kind of going along to get along, and that's not the best environment, no, in it my isn't. opinion. No. But it would be much better environment if he says, I took a shot. It didn't work. Right. We need to make changes. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't, right. Robert, doesn't Robert always have, like, an end just to be like, you know, Bill, you've always said when things are going right, it's because of the players. And when they're not going right, it's probably because of the coaches. I mean, isn't that what am – I, am I wrong? Am I misquoting Bill? Didn't he, that's he, what he says publicly after games. I don't know what he says to Robert. Yeah. 
I just think if that's his excuse, oh, so then why didn't it work with Mac? Like then, then you turn to the players. All right, well, if it's on the players, why can't you pick these players? I mean, Mac was pretty good last year, so do we have to get all new players now because these players can't execute what you guys are trying to sell now? That's my question. But I think everybody's hoping what Paul said that they'll he'll acknowledge how bad it's and, been. And, and I don't that. I don't rule that out. Like I think that he's a smart guy and he sees he sees the ineptitude of the offense. I can't imagine he's this is more than just right now. it's more than just personnel. And and you can do it in a way that you're not killing your your friend Matt Patricia. Just but you have to admit something. You have to admit that yeah, I, I put him in a bad position. And you know what else, Fred? He could also admit it and say, like, it's not necessarily because they didn't know what they were doing. It's because they wouldn't embrace it. They yeah. wouldn't accept it. Yeah. You know, and if they had just been willing to accept it, but, like, that ship has sailed. It's mm. not ha- – they're not going to accept it. Right. Yeah. So you can blame Mac and the guys that he has following him, or you can blame Patricia for not, you know, getting Mac on board. Whoever you want to blame, that's fine. Yeah. But, but Bill has to step back and look and say – it's not going to work because it's dysfunctional. Right. And, you know, like the way it would work, would they would have had to have had immediate success. And then the players are like, oh, okay, this is okay. Right. But remember, you know, we keep harping on it. This hasn't looked right since training camp. It Ever. didn't even look right in practice. Right. Like, you know, in seven on seven. Same exact thing. You know? It's the same exact thing. I mean, that's what – I mean, in, in some ways it's almost like just fascinating to me because I remember having the conversation during camp of – is it possible that we're going to get to the season and all of a sudden this is just going to kind yeah, of look remember we kept saying okay. that? And, and remember Paul being like, yeah, absolutely. The first right. day, the first day of practice, in short still, I remember it was Devontae Parker with 50-50 balls yep. and Kendrick Bourne just running all over the place making plays and jacking up the crowd with energy. That's that the only it. day yep. the offense looked passable. Yep. The entirety of camp. Yeah. And, yeah, I did in the back of my mind say, well, you know, I, I – that they might, they, be this they, yeah, but they'll get it together. But once the once the the offense looked equally inept in the preseason games, when you're playing against vanilla coverages, like a lot of ways, right. going against your own defense in training camp is harder than going against the, an opponent who's just, you know, doing whatever <laughs> six four six two stack monster in the in the, the preseason games. They're just calling it defensive signals. They're not adjusting. Yeah. They're not game planning. And when it didn't look good there either, I was right. like, oh. A couple shots, you know, there are a couple like deep plays, Mac. Oh, that was a nice deep throw right there. A, you yeah, know, they had a deep one to Aguilar, I think, in the yeah, uh, like first few the Eagles. Who did we uh, play? Last year. Yeah, I don't know. Giants and Vegas and who was the first Carolina. preseason game? Carolina. Giants was the first. Giants, Carolina. Giants, maybe. We, I yeah, don't know. Giants. I remember one deep ball to Aguilar yeah. in the preseason, yeah. and everybody was like, "See," yes. and I was like, "No." But did you see so the rest? All you did you see the rest? I know, I know. Yeah. Or the fifty-fifty balls. Those were. I mean, that was a huge piece of the offense there early on. It was like every play. Remember, I was losing my mind. Well, Spee, we got. It's going to be an interesting right. offseason. We'll see. Yeah, I, I like Paul's point earlier also about how the indie game coming out of the bye. Last season, that was a real inflection point. Um, so I just think it's, yeah, I, I don't know how you take the sum total of Mac's body of work coming to the end of the season, how, how you kind of weigh in his sophomore or, uh, or uh, uh, the rookie wall thing against what you've seen this season. But just still trying to figure that guy out is just disappointing this late in the game, in the season, that I still don't really know Yeah, that guy. Yep. All right. Thanks, B. I think you know. Yeah. Uh, Chad's in Atlanta. What's up, Chad? Hey fellas, uh, good to good to talk to you again. Uh, long time listener, first time calling in a very long time. Um, I got two points. I'll get through them really quick. Um, first one's about Mac. Second's about Bill. Um, 
with Mac, I just I don't think he's the guy. Um, I don't I don't personally think Zappy is either. Um, but I, I don't really know what the what we can do at the quarterback position with what we have. I kind of think Bill was I don't know if "suckers" the right word into drafting Mac, but maybe he was infatuated with him due to his relationship with Saban. I, I don't know. Um, but I, I definitely do think Mac doesn't have the intangibles. He has slow reads, and he's just the ball is slow getting there. Um, I just he doesn't have a laser, so I think that causes problems. But on to the second point, I think it all starts and ends with Bill. Um, I think he made things worse this season when he pulled Mac after he threw that interception and put Dappy in. I think that got in his head, and I think that caused the problem. And we can criticize Patricia and judge all we want to, but Bill ultimately is the one that made the decisions to put them there. Um, His smug, like, non-answers with the media is getting very old to me. And as far as just, like, an overall coach is concerned, I just don't think Bill got it anymore. Mm. I don't think he has it. I had a call Uh, yesterday when I was on on the Sports Hub that took, took, took me and us to task for not calling out Bill for his sour answers. I go, I don't really think it's the media's responsibility to tell the coach he needs to answer in a more yeah. Put a I respectful way. I could see where that's more annoying when you're not winning. Of like, course. Who cares? Like, you did it when you were winning and you didn't care about it. Now all of a sudden yeah. you care about it. Yeah, it, I mean, for me, it bothered me then, it bothers me now, but there's nothing's going to change about it. Right. And I don't think it's, like I said, it's not, it's not my, like, I, I'd be way out of line if I went into a press conference and said, Bill, don't you think you should answer these questions a little bit nicer? Yeah. Like, be, be nicer to us. Go I away. Go away. Like, yeah. Go away, old man. Uh, on the phone right now is Mr. Liff. We haven't heard from you in a long time. What's up, Mr. Liff? Hey, it's so good to reconnect with you guys. I hope you're all doing well and having a great holiday season. Are you been uh, touring the world, or what are you doing? I've been I've been touring the world. Uh, just wrapped up a uh, well, actually we did a northeast tour, um, which is, I don't think is the smartest thing to do in the winter. But we luckily got through the whole northeast tour without getting hit by snow until the very end when everyone wanted to fly home to be with their families. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So that 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 caused some problems for just about everybody in the band. But uh, but no, things 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 have been good. 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 So people don't know, uh, Mr. Liff is one of our local uh, music producers here, um, friend of the show, uh, accomplished musician and producer. And just all around good guy. Yeah, great guy. Uh, one of the uh, created the original theme song for PFW. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we got a bit of a history, fellas, and uh, it's been enjoyable the whole ride. And as, as you know, I've maintained my silence for a while here, but I, I had to call in because I just, I, I, I'm just fed up, you know, I'm, I'm fed up and I'm, and I'm disappointed uh, in so many regards of what's going on with this team, particularly this season. Um, I'm not a believer in Mac Jones at all. Uh, I, just, I just think he's a bad quarterback. I personally believe that he makes everyone around him worse. I think he's goofy. Um, <laughs> everything from his, his, his overall antics. Uh, whether it be on the sidelines, you know, when he's, you know, got injured in Baltimore, tried to hop out. I think most things that he does just look goofy to me and don't embody the character that I'm looking to see in a, in a, uh, uh, in, the, in the leader of the New England Patriots at a quarterback position. Um, I, as, as far as Bill's decision making, uh, you know, for me, the only 
fun part of this season was when Zappy was playing, period. That is when I felt like I was watching Patriots football, uh, watching his ascension. I, I know people will make the argument that, uh, that the Browns are a weak team and, and you know, the, the Lions, uh, particularly at that point in the season, were a weak team, and Zappi did beat them. But I think that it was evident to the entire fan base when Zappi took the helm in the Green Bay Packers game on the road that, that the kid had poise. Um, he, he embodied a lot of those elements that I think people wanted to see, and that's why there was Zappi fever. I don't understand why Bill Belichick felt that it was necessary to at that time, prematurely re-inject Mac Jones into the lineup when Zappi was rolling and the whole fan base wanted Zappi to play in that Bears game. Uh, to me, uh, at that point, Bill broke the spell of the magic that had been casted. And since then, since Mac has returned, Patriots football, for me, has been virtually unwatchable. Mm. Um, I just think that he is – there's nothing I like about what I'm seeing at all. Um, once I saw Zappi get into the game, I, I honestly, I never – I didn't care if I ever saw Mac Jones play another down of football. Wow. To, be, to be real with you guys, I, I've been done. I've been done for a long time. I feel like we wasted the season. I feel like this 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 roster, as presently constituted, could would be a playoff team and would win at least one playoff game under Zappy's leadership. I just think that Mac is a complete stiff, and I'm done. Wow. Okay, Mr. Lift. Hard words, don't, Mr. Lift. Don't be a stranger. Don't be a yeah, stranger. I won't be. All right. Yeah, come by if you want. Best of luck, bud. All right. Thanks. Good hearing from you. All right. Mr. Liff. Who is he? He uh, He's a local Mr. rapper um, and producer. And, uh, you know, called in one day, said he's a big fan of the show, sent us his CDs and everything. Yeah. And then he created uh, one of our first theme songs. Do you, you have that? Yeah. Let's let's play that. Let's play. This is uh, a Mr. Liff creation. Uh, all right, let me, let me know when you have. Yeah, so he's been in. Um, he's 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 been a guest on the show, but he he travels the world. Um, and he and his uh, his band and you know they put on shows all over the place. Yeah, yeah. So he's out on the Patriots, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> but he's a big fan. I mean, no, I mean, like, not the only one. <laughs> like, like that's a good. I mean, yeah. he's a he's a real fan. Yeah, you know, he's not just like you know uh, Johnny Come Lately. He's been a fan for a long time, and this this is really bothering him. You know, I can understand. Um, Evans here. Yes, sir. How you doing? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I was I was giving you props. You know, at some point though, we do need to go over your list of grievances because I know that <laughs> yes. you, you made a list. But, but with I, the team or with you guys? Guys? with us? With us? Oh, we don't we have know time the, for team. the team ones. Uh, what did I do now? But I was giving you props <laughs> because a lot of analysts in twenty two guys are on the spacing layering bandwagon, but you were on that like weeks ago. Thank you. Know? you. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I have come to terms, and I'm not going to be Uh-oh. triggered by the mis- Mr. Lift. Is that right? It? Mr. Lift. Uh, Lift. Uh, Lift. 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 I'm not going to be triggered by his call because I have come to terms with the fact that Mac Jones is just unlikable. <laughs> He's just an unlikable dude. That, that's Mike's thought, right? And, and that's. Uh, I'm, I can't I'm listening. Change, of course, Mike I didn't like Tom Brady either, so. <laughs> I can't change people's minds about that, yeah. right? Like, if you don't like his his attitude and uh, the quote unquote dirty plays that have been uh, yeah. have been circling, and like if you don't like those elements, I can't I can't change your mind, and I'm not going to argue with you because that's personally your feeling towards the quarterback. 
if you put this film, especially from the second half on Saturday, and you just change the jersey, change the name on the back of it, and just said that this was quarterback X, and here was his second half, people would be saying he played great. Okay. Right? But they don't like him. So I, I can't, you know, I, I posted on Twitter uh, before I, I got here the the whole shot that he hit the Kendrick Bourne on the right sideline. An absolute seed, right? Like, it, it, the throw was an absolute dime. Far hash, whole shot into cover two and if justin herbert makes that throw it's on espn it's on oh oh my god what a throw right and then i post the throw of mac jones making it it should have been intercepted it was the wrong read it was this (laughs) it was that negatives right yeah you're not going to change people's minds at this point so it's it is what it is he's gonna have to change people's minds and i and i I think (laughs) you know i can kind of already Speak for you, Paul, because I think you're going to say... I ain't saying nothing. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, Paul. If you win, all of this goes away, right? I think that, that that's, no. that's a big thing about it, too. No, I think I if his play is the same and they win, I don't think there's a much more positive outlook on him. I don't. I don't. I think you, if you, if they scored 35 points every week and won, that's different. But when you score a touchdown every game, people are upset. People are like you, Fred. This yeah. isn't normal passing offense. Right. So, yeah, no, no one said that he didn't make any good throws, but not enough. They don't make enough good. They don't make enough plays like the one Evan just talked about. That was a good play. I know the play he's talking about. Yeah. But they don't make enough of those. Yeah. I, and I mentioned the one that he put on, on Thornton's hands. Thornton has to catch it. Right. It's certainly a good enough throw for a big chunk play. Yeah. And he didn't catch it. But like that's sa- not on Mac. It sounds like to me, Evan, from your film study, uh, the body of work in the second half was good for him. No, the body oh. of work uh, for him. For yeah, him. For, for him, him. For him. Yes. So here's the the biggest thing from from this day. First of all, the first half and, and sprinklings in the second half as well. I think one of the notions is that the second half was a well-oiled machine and the first half was a dumpster fi- It was a dumpster fire for four quarters. It, it was bad for four quarters. What happened in the second half was that Mac and Kendrick Bourne made some plays, right? And that, that I think, masked the fact that a lot of the same issues uh, came up in the second half that came up in the first half. It just, luckily, they made some plays. Individuals made some plays. So I, I thought that this tape in, on the whole was actually pretty, was fine for Mac. I thought it was pretty good. Their offense, their passing offense is making mistakes that I can't even explain in words of is it English <laughs> high school college like yeah. it, it's just the spacing is terrible uh, the communication is terrible the routes themselves if you just look at the break down the technique of the routes that these receivers are running terrible I, across the board I mean Mac is sitting there and they're showing all out pressure and he's tapping his wrist to send a, a signal to everybody that it's a, that he's going to check to his screen because they're going to send a pressure and nobody nobody looks for the ball they all just run up field like right. they, and maybe that's on him that they didn't get the signal right and maybe he's got to bark at them and say hey right 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 Hello. Check you know, the Check with me. to the right side yeah. with the three receivers to the right. Yeah, so and then they didn't even blitz. You're right. And then they didn't even blitz, which <laughs> that happens. You know, Joe Burrow, same thing happened to Joe Burrow, right, where they, ba- they they showed blitz and then they backed off and he checked into his screen and yeah. the same exact thing. So it, it, that piece of it happens. But 
you have guys that are just not even looking for the football. Yeah. You're calling a screen and nobody's running the screen. Yeah. And, and, you, you could know, tell he like pulled it up and he was like, Huh? Like oh, you, yeah. could, you could literally <laughs> talk for an hour, and, and and I know that Evans watched all these plays a million times, and, and he knows all the different things that did wrong, like all the different things, like during the course of the game. Unfortunately, the very last play of the game. Okay, I know you have no shot. Okay, but you're gonna go out there on fourth down, and you're gonna throw the ball as far as you can. Do you know what happened on that play? They had a lineman called for being illegally downfield. Yeah, like it just to me totally encapsulates the ineptitude yeah. on that side of the ball that we've seen for 15 games. Yeah. You know, one thing I want to you, – you brought up Bourne making plays. And, of course, the theme is where has he been? Why haven't they – and Bill had – Jerry the, Rice has been in mothballs. Where has you he know, been? Bill had an answer. You know, why haven't you been using him? And he, ha- he said no particular reason. <laughs> and ev- everybody – I was going to say he had an answer. <laughs> and and everybody, everybody was all over him. But you know what? I, I was thinking about that, and it's like – he could be just blowing you off, but he could also be saying no particular reason. It's a whole bunch of reasons why he hasn't been playing. Mm. You know, maybe wow. he meant that. <laughs> maybe he meant there's no particular reason, but there's a million reasons why he hasn't been. Maybe you know, maybe that maybe he that was his prepared answer for anyone that I'm asked just going to hope Bourne. that's not the real the real thing that he meant because that to me is even worse. If it's like a, mil- a litany of things that he's done wrong and he's out there. That makes me feel well, even worse. Well, he had worse. to be out there because... No, he didn't. Not right. if he's done a litany of things wrong. Well, he shouldn't be active. He shouldn't po- be on the team. I, I'm not talking about agree. I'm just talking about reasons why other guys are playing ahead of him. You know? And at that point, you had to get him out there, right? You know? Because... Um, but... Uh, that what that could have been what he meant. There's no particular reason, wow. but there's a lot of reasons. Yeah, I, I hate to... Point Agree to with a, Paul. A, you a can negative say it. on Kendrick Bourne because he was the only guy that actually played well on offense in this game. But at the same time, God, Johnny Smith killed, right? Like <laughs> yep. he, he, he. So they're running, uh, you know, a stick to Johnny Smith, and then Kendrick Bourne runs an under in this to the same spot that Johnny Smith is running the stick, and so it, he gets sandwiched between two I like defenders. Stick. I like sticks, and, and and gets and gets put into concussion protocol. Right, there, there's and, no and, there's no level of football that tells you to run those two routes next to each other, and and that None. could be one of the reasons is that he's just not playing smart. He's not using his head out there, yeah. you know, as talented as he is. Well, that's I think what we don't know, and that's right. You know, we I don't. don't know. I don't think Bill Belichick is drawing these plays up this way, and so you know, it's just where is the communication? I mean, certainly it's not being coached properly or relayed to the players, but it also seems like. They're not locked in, in multiple senses of pre-snap calls, changes to the play. They're, they're not all on the same page. And, I mean, Paul, you know, it's like you keep pulling up perfect examples of, like, there are just so many because they keep doing it. They're that's, consistent. That's, like, it's that's every the game. Problem. It's like if, if that, you could just say, a, you know what, we have X, Y, and Z that's really going well, but A is really hurting us, then you could fix it. But every time you fix A, X, Y, and Z right. go haywire. Right. That's the problem yeah, with like the Patriots this yeah. year. Exactly. Yeah, right. One one day, because we right. stink, right. one day you're driving it right down the middle, but you can't hit an iron to save your life. Right. The next day you can't chip a putt. Right. The next day you're all and you're in the woods off of, off of every tee like, right. because we stink. Right. I, I think that – I'll leave the last part out. <laughs> if they got everybody mentally on the same page, mm. I'm not saying they'd be some elite offense, but I think that it, they would at least be – 
representable. Yes. The issue that yeah. they, the biggest issue that they have right now is before we get to scheming and play designing and sequence and all the details of, of running a good offense, the biggest issue that they have right now is that guys are not running the right routes, right? Like they, they just aren't on the same page. Some guys are running one play. Another guy is running another, like on the play that Hunter Henry gets hurt on. Johnny Smith is just crossing over the field and he's looking for the ball the whole time because he doesn't expect that Hunter Henry is going to be there. Right. Right. Surprise. And, and, you know, one of the things I was saying earlier, Evan, and, you know, I I don't know if you agree with me, but there's no way that this is just rearing its head in the games. It has to be happening in practice. Yeah. You know, and so, like, that's that's my problem is, like, you could say, well, it's the players. They're not executing. Well, I can't believe that it's just in the game that they're not executing. Yeah. You know, it must be happening in practice. Well, I do think that there is some element, especially because I've asked that question privately and publicly. Okay. All right. I have had the same exact reaction as you. Like, if it's this bad in practice, how are we not coaching it up? Right. right. Like, how are we not correcting this? And I look at... Everybody wants to point at Patricia, but Bill's watching the same practices too, right? right? So That's if, right. if he's seeing this and Bill Belichick is not correcting it, and I think the best explanation that, that I got was that this the practices that they have right now are not truly live bullets, right? Like they're not truly yeah. live, and you can't simulate what it's going to be in a game in a practice, especially this late in the year with all the rules and stuff like that with pads and everything. I know, so, but, but th- we're talking about spacing. But the, but <laughs> in a walkthrough, yeah. it's very easy to jog to the right place that you're supposed to be in and, 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 and make the cut and whatever. It, but when then all of a sudden you have to go and do it in the game and now you're adjusting the play at the line of scrimmage and now okay, you're stop, setting that. Stop and right and there. This and stop it, right there because – you know, but here's the play. Here's the play. Here's the part of the play sequence that applies to me. I know the route I'm supposed to to run. Right. That's you don't overthink it. But like you said, okay, line of scrimmage adjustments, pre-snap adjustments. Right. That's the part that maybe you can't simulate in practice. So somehow, like even that, like there has to be a way to address that. Like early on, realizing Matt's not getting. Everybody's not on the same page. There's, there has to be a way to overcome that m- mid-season. Right, and then mid-season. you also get you know? you know what coverage is the defense running and yeah. how does it adjust based off the coverage that, and this, fine. that. Thing. But oh, I, I think in, this, in the second half, where it, what I think, and I, I try not to fall into the trap of the Minnesota game with the second half because I, I didn't want – to overhype it and be like, this is replicable and this is a turning point for this offense like some of us did against Minnesota. And I think the problem that you have with the replicable piece of it is that they basically just stripped it down to bare bones in the second half and they were running four verticals and like, you know, just basic, basic passing concepts. Like remedial offense? Yeah, just like <laughs> literally day one install, like mini camp stuff because all the checks and this and that and everything was in the first half was an abject disaster so they just ran four verticals like they just ran guys up the field and mac made you know the throw to where it was best i thought this was kind of interesting this is a quote from matt patricia this morning on that first third down we've talked so much about um a little insight i think into what we're talking maybe uh when we went into that play we had a really good play that we practiced and thought we had a couple good options on it I think we saw the play a little bit different on the field and got to just clean that up from that standpoint. 
we saw the play a little bit different on the field because of the like defense, defense that they were showing like us. They, they were, we thought they'd be in cover so two. Th- but. I, I think that maybe that is a, a, a big problem, That if that's what he's saying. I, I know, but that happens to every mouth. team. How do you know what you're going to get? Right. You, don't, you don't know what you're going to get. But yeah. I think it's an example of what we talked about before Evan joined us with the fear of the coaches think it's on the players, the players think it's on the coaches. Right. Coaches telling you there, we thought we had a good play. They saw it a little bit differently on the field. Right. Than we did. Right. Like, that's how I interpret that. I don't know it how you guys. It all went to hell. Like, in other words, like the play was there. Well, they well, didn't run the like, right but, routes. But it's Which I, I, I agree with News because flash. I'm with Evan. There's no design. Nobody ever designed a play to have your tight ends run crosses and smash into yeah. each other. Newsflash, though. The other team's trying, too. Like, they're trying to... Right. Def- Did someone bump, yeah. bump someone off the route a little yeah. bit? I, you know, I don't know. I, to the worst comment. part about the, the first third down is, at least the way I, I see it on the film, the Bengals bust the coverage. And there's nobody on Johnny Smith. And if he just doesn't collide with Hunter Henry, then there's a completion there on the film. But, like I said earlier about the play, he never looks to where Hunter Henry is going. Which, if there there is a play... Who, Mac doesn't... No, no. no. Oh, John, John Smith is, yeah. is looking for the ball. The whole yeah. time. Okay. And, and there is a play that's called, you know, I, I call it usually mesh, and, and they do cross, right? Like, that is... And a, there's a mesh point. Right. Yeah. There is a design that they intersect like that. But when they run that play, the receivers don't look back for the football until they clear each other. Right, like they they run it and then they clear each other and then we look for the football because we have to make sure we don't run into that's, each other. That's a good explanation. Yeah, he's not the, the, the mesh point. He's talking about something a little bit. Di- in other words, he wants them to cross. Yeah, they're supposed to be looking to make sure that right. they don't bang into each other and they don't look for the ball right. until after you've cleared. Right, right. I think that's what you're explaining. Yes, and most. <laughs> teams like to get it down to bare bones on that play a lot of coaches will teach the players to actually high five really? on the field in live action and not like that <laughs> yay but the point of we're the doing high, it we're running mesh guys the point of the high five <laughs> i like stay the point of the high five is to get the spacing down right is to you because you really do you're creating a rub against man coverage you're trying to pick off the man coverage defenders so you give the high five as a way to make sure that you're close enough but you're not on top of each other and, and you're not colliding so if that was the design Johnny Smith didn't know that was the design because he ne- he doesn't do that. He just keeps running. Right. And he runs right into Hunter Henry. Plus, Hunter Henry's running a square in, and, and Johnny's running a crosser. Like, I just yeah. – I, I can't for the life of me figure out how a square in and a crosser are on the same on the same diagram. Like, and, I, that, that, that's just not a play design that exists. And I know we're, we're getting ready to take a break, but real quick, did, did you, you – you feel like these – issues these spacing issues been a problem all year right all year right so troy brown was asked about it and he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't think it's been a big problem i, I asked I'm him really did you hear deal. that i, I asked I, him about I, I it think a it's few, pretty good i asked him about it a few weeks ago and he was w- a lot harsher about it than he was today so maybe he's getting a little sick and tired of the question or, or maybe it's like he's starting to hear people say what's the wide receiver coach yeah, doing because right. that has started to happen maybe well, we, yeah. it's just circle the but wagon that, time would that right? be at yeah. all on yeah. kaylee though for spacing with the tight end no but just like right concepts now? in the passing game there was another one with kenrick Bourne. like it's yeah. yeah i agree with evan like they have too many plays where it seems like there's multiple guys there was a play that they that they made a big play against the raiders that i thought was going to get knocked down by another receiver like because i thought the guy in now wisely they let it go 
but I thought there was a chance that he was going to go for it and it was going to prevent the – I think it was Myers. Down, I don't forget. I think it was against the Raiders, and I think it was Myers. But you know me, CTE, I forget. Yeah. Forget the little things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's uh, it's been a problem all year. I mean, the the a good example of it was uh, the overthrow to Johnny Smith in the end zone against the Raiders. It was not, not Mac's best throw by any mm-hmm. means. But Taekwon is running an under, and John is running the corner. And, and Taekwon just takes 10 hours to get out of the break, right? Like, he's just standing there trying to, <laughs> like, when Bedard was really throw, throw fakes and, like, whatever. And the the under route that Taekwon is running is to declare where the corner is on the outside is going. Is he going to drop or is he going to match the under? Because if he matches the under, it creates the separation for Johnny Smith. And Mac has to throw it to the back pylon and basically make a perfect throw because Taekwon never gets into the route. So he doesn't know what the corner on the outside is doing. So these little spacing things, it's not just colliding, right? Yeah, it, right. It's also just yeah. the way that the play unfolds. It, it makes it impossible for the quarterback to read the coverage yeah. because they're, they're, the, de- the defensive backs are not declaring It doesn't look going. the same way. It, yeah, right. But uh, I don't know. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. I, I think it's a good conversation. I'm learning a lot. Yeah. Uh, so we'll it's be great. right back after this. Verizon, the network America relies on and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's Speed Test Intelligence data Q2 2020. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. 
Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes... Oh, no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture-proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact... It takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. Patriots fans, you'll want to check out the replay on this one. Pat the Patriot is stealing the show tonight with his Bank of America mobile banking app. That's right, folks. So here we see Pat cheering, and then whammo! Is that Bank of America life plan? Looks like he's saving up for some big future moves. Planning the next vacay, huh, big guy? And wait, now he's paying back his buddy for concessions using Zelle? No penalty there. Incredible! No way! As if that double move wasn't impressive enough, now he's beefing up his account defense with security meter? Holy cannoli, what a performance! Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Patriot fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash banking. You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. Verizon, the network America relies on and the official 5G network of the New England Patriots. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G Ultra Wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. 
Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms were set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Patriot Place is the region's number one shopping, dining, and entertainment destination. Shop your favorites, including Vineyard Vines, Express, Olympia Sports, Petco, and more. Enjoy dining at one of our 19 restaurants, including Six String Grill and Stage, Scorpion Bar, and Bar Louie. And don't forget about the entertainment. Explore your inner artist at Muse Paint Bar, watch a movie at Showcase Cinema Deluxe, or grab a controller and start gaming at Helix Esports. For a complete directory listing, please visit patriot-place.com. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes... Oh, no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact... It takes a leap of faith, a belief in what you're striving toward, and a willingness to make the commitment, day in and day out, to something bigger than yourself. Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. Patriots fans, you'll want to check out the replay on this one. Pat the Patriot is stealing the show tonight with his Bank of America mobile banking app. That's right, folks. So here we see Pat cheering, and then whammo! Is that Bank of America life plan? Looks like he's saving up for some big future moves. Planning the next vacay, huh, big guy? And wait, now he's paying back his buddy for concessions using Zelle? No penalty there. Incredible! No way! As if that double move wasn't impressive enough, now he's beefing up his account defense with security meter? Holy cannoli, what a performance! Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, Patriot fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com banking. You must be enrolled in online banking or download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Member FDIC. Hi, my name is. Hi, my name is. Hi, my name is. Fred Kirsch. Hi, my name is. Hi, my name is. Hi, my name is. Andy Hart. Hi, my name is. Hi, my name is. Hi, my name is. Paul Perillo. 
My name is Hi. My name is Hi. The show is PFW in progress. Hi. The show is PFW in progress. My name is Mr. Lift. I lurk in lakes like the Loch Ness. World's best talk show. None can come close. Oh, how rude of me. Let me introduce the host, Fred Kirsch. Let's start with him first. His shoulders are boulders, about as big as planet Earth. The captain of the ship, without a doubt, he's the boss. Fred, say a little something. Oh, wait, his mic's off. Andy Hart. Sometimes he's Andy. Catch him after lunch break, he could make the earthquake. He's the real wild card, truly enough said one brain. Contained within the width of two heads. Paul Perillo, he's the salt in the soda. Two liters, four liters, gotta meet his quota. I'm out of here, y'all, I gotta catch a flight to Greece. Tell Fred to stop dreaming about Gino's pain. Hi, my name is Hi. My name is Hi. My name is Fred Kirsch. Hi, my name is Hi. My name is Hi. My name is Andy Hart. Hi, my name is Hi. My name is Hi. My name is Paul Perillo. Hi, my name is Hi. My name is Hi. The show is PFW in progress. All right, back here in PFW. It's unfiltered. I forgot about uh, you dreaming about Gino's piece. Yeah, that was uh, Mr. Lift's Very original theme song for the old PFW in Progress show. What was that? Was that before Eric, or did he just leave Eric off? He just left Eric off. Yeah, that Perfect. was a common theme. And then we add something at the end. Remember we added and Eric at the end? <laughs> yeah. yeah. For now, anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, so uh, Mr. Lift. That was pretty that good. That was good. <coughs> yeah. Matt doesn't matter for lifting Eminem song. Man. Well, that's yeah. why he likes it. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Good G- guy. Gino's piece had to do with a dream I had. We'll we'll get into that someday. <laughs> oh. About cheesesteaks? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it was about Gino's Dreaming piece. about Gino's piece. Yeah. Unit. Yeah. Member. Gino, Johnson. Oh, Gino Capaletti? Yeah, I yeah. was I was uh, in an elevator and I it thought was, it was Gino Smith, I'm not gonna lie. It was attached to his <laughs> hip <laughs> for some reason. Anyway, we'll we'll that's a story for another day. <laughs> Touch on Which sounds idea. like they're vacuuming outside. What's Good. going yeah, on? Yeah, they're cleaning up from the mess the Patriots left on the field. Oh. Oh, oh sorry. All right, uh, 855-PATS-500 is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web radio at Patriots.com is the email address. You know, we're talking about, you know, some of the difficulties, saying it nicely, that they've been having in, on offense and, and all that stuff. Um, Andrew writes in from L.A. about mesh routes. He <laughs> says, Patricia should be very familiar with wide receivers high-fiving on mesh routes since the Eagles were cons- consistently doing it in the Super Bowl against his defense. Good, Paul. Good maybe, job. Way to pay attention. Maybe <laughs> Nelly can teach him how to do it since he was one of the receivers that was high-fiving during that debacle. P.S. I hate this coaching staff. When he w- when I was explaining that, that's exactly what I was thinking about. So good job by yep. the listener. Read there. your mind. Yeah. Uh, let's get back to the phones. Um We'll start with Darnell in Florida. What's up, Darnell? Hey, guys. How you doing? Can you hear me okay? We can. So, uh, first of all, thank you guys for uh, getting us through these difficult times like you guys always do for the last few years, huh? Yeah. But um, I, I, I'm wondering I'm wondering if we're going to um, do anything at all about um, Matt Patricia, first of all, like everybody else. Um, I, I think that now we're going to ask for another change. And we've seen how um, how our quarterback is with change, first of all. Um, and, and that's what scares me now. So, you know, we're going to go into this next season. We want to change maybe, a, you know, a different coordinator. And are we going to ask for Matt's input at this point? Hmm. Where we go from here? I think, that, you know, the organization, is, we're, at a, we're at a really tough point. You know what I mean? 
as fans and as a team. Yeah. And I just wanted to know what you guys thought, you know. It's interesting. I mean, like, what does Bill think? What does Bill think about his quarterback? You know, we know what our fans think, and people are kind of split, or maybe it's, you know, more against him than form at this point. But, like, what does Bill think? And and that's what we're all trying to figure out. Does he think it's the players? Does he think it's Mac? Does he think it's the coaches? We don't know. We have no idea, really. You know. I mean, he can't be happy with it. The, the way thanks he was the, at the, uh, the call, at the press conference on Thursday made me feel like it seems like he just came off watching them do what they do on the practice field because he was not not happy, not in any kind of mood to to do anything. Came in with you know winter coat on, but. I don't know. I mean, that's just what we're all hoping that he sees what what's been going on and says we got to make some significant changes to to rejigger how this is working. I mean, I, I I think I would be, you know, maybe if like somebody like Mayo left or you know something that could kind of be the catalyst to like, all right, let's kind of restructure a little bit, let's move some guys around and 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 really maybe bring in some some new minds. Well, for but the, the thing is, like, if Bill thinks you know Mac Mac's just not on board, he's not getting it, blah blah. He's not going to ask his input on a new offensive coordinator. Mm. If if Bill thinks he needs a new offensive coordinator, you know yeah, what I mean. I, I, I got to be honest, like a second year quarterback. I, I'm not saying that like he is intentionally kept out of the loop, but I, I'm not really all that interested in his input on the offensive right. coordinator. True. Like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, yeah, Peyton Man, guys that have been in the league for ten plus years. Yeah, you want to, you know, what do you what do you know about this guy? You know, you're comfortable with this guy. Like Mac Jones, two years in. Right. Right. I don't know. I'm not, like I, again, I, I'm not intentionally shutting him out of the process either. Like I, oh, oh sh- sh- f, you know, we got an offensive coordinator. Don't let Mac know who that is. No, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I would this like is a guy we're thinking him. about, Mac. You know, why don't you guys talk to you know? Let me know what you think or whatever. You I know, don't so like him. Nope, nope. Do better. But do, you know, <laughs> You're not like helping. I don't. He doesn't help. He no. does. He's he's, he's mean. one of them. Like I'm snarky. He's flat out mean. <laughs> like I don't know. Like. Again, like Paul said, you know, Deuce didn't like Tom Brady, I so I don't know what I like know. what's. And I'm the opposite. I like all the quarterbacks. <laughs> what's going to make you happy? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we got to get back to 13 win seasons, Fred. Because the 12 okay. just wasn't Boring. wasn't doing it for Sick me. Sick of that. I need Boring. Actually, He's now very that it's excited. 17, I need 14 wins. Actually, it's 17 game seasons. So. Uh, let's go to John and Maine. What's up, John? Oh, Good job, Hardy. John. Yeah, John and Maine oh. said, "The hell with you guys." What does that mean? A strong option. I mean, strong option. That's a uh, crapshoot uh, speak. Nobody knows what you're talking about. Bill O'Brien is a strong option for Patriots. That was the report over the weekend that lifted the report from Burt Breer, and <laughs> well, you know, like a month earlier. Like, what is like really? What does that mean? Right. He's a strong option. I agree. Like, like you think he is? <laughs> I know. I Who don't know. Who thinks he is? Is That's he really? Right. Are they thinking? I'll like that could mean anything. <laughs> I agree. I know exactly <laughs> who thinks it is. <laughs> but like. What what Tune kind of in for the what's <laughs> the uh, the catch twenty? What is it? Yeah, not, I'm, no, not, I'm only dropping. No. He's only dropping on a rook today. Uh, yeah, oh. yeah. Unless, but like, what? That's <laughs> ridiculous. I know. Today. Well, that's. I mean, there's just so much of it, and of course, of course, he's a good fit. I don't think anybody right. would say. I mean, I'm, I don't know anything, but he's a good fit. Of course, he was here. He knows how it yeah. works. He's been around. He's an offensive. He knows Mac a little bit, of course. But oh, they're so desperate for to make a headline. Uh, I don't think it's them who's desperate to make a headline. Mac. I don't think nope. it's Think higher and keep your mouth shut. Oh. Uh, let's go to Sean in Vancouver. What's up, Sean? I'm here. Have a nice speak. Hey, Sean. Thanks for <laughs> not hanging up. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Um, no, I understand where Mr. Lith is coming from with Zappy. And 
I, I don't, I don't, I think there's more to it than that because when they brought in Zappi, they simplified things. They said we're going to go with the run game. They were fortunate to have six uh, strong offensive linemen where it was working. They were able to run the ball, then use play action, and and Zappi showed success with that. And when they went back to Mac against the Bears. The, the, he couldn't do that, and then they brought Zappi, and he couldn't do it either. It, it, when they're coming from behind, you can't you can't like have that same play action success. So it it wasn't so much that Zappi is is necessarily better this season than Mac. It's it's just nothing's working. And uh, I I saw Mac play well last year, and I still remember that. And I'm just wondering, is he broken? Can can we fix it if we bring in better players? on the offensive line, we bring in a top receiver, um, and we bring in a coach, we bring in coaches that can, can we put him back on track to, to be a, a possible uh, solid starting quarterback? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good question. I think so. I mean, Thanks, I think, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know if he's going to be what you need to, to get, to take on Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen consistently and, and, and go toe to toe with those guys. But I just think with a competent offensive system coordinator, everybody's on the same page that, I mean, he showed it last year. He was an he was an average quarterback, which at this point I'm sure we would all take. But yeah, I think I think he can definitely be better. I don't know how good he can be. I don't know if he's you know going to take the Patriots to their seventh Super Bowl. But I think that he can be a serviceable starter. And as we've seen the last couple of years, keep them in the mix. You know, around the middle of 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 the league and those those kind of rankings, that stuff. Yeah. Oh. Hey. Uh, did hey, you know yeah. that Bridgestone is the official tire of the New England Patriots and proud partner with Sullivan Tire, New England's headquarters for quality Bridgestone tires. Visit SullivanTire.com to find a location near you. Just thought I'd insert that there because I forgot to do it after the break. It's still going, right? Tires. Yeah, Bridgestone Tires. The, the sale's not going. No. You missed that. It ended December 10th. Right. But you the, can still get quality Bridgestone Tires at SullivanTire.com. You sure can. Um, <laughs> you, know, you know whose name doesn't get brought up a lot? Paul Perillo. No, I mean, everyone's talking about Bill and Matt. But no one's talking about Joe Judge a lot, Judge. like as the quarterback coach. Yeah. You know, like you wonder what input, what role he has in in this whole thing. He's kind of he kind of drew the lucky straw, I think, this year of, of you're going to be a little bit out of the spotlight. Cause yeah. I, but I I mean I put him right in the mix with everybody, and I mean I think just go down the list of issues we've been talking about. Everything's an issue. I mean you can point at the quarterback coach for some of this stuff too of Mac, you know, rushing to change the play, not making sure everybody's on the same page, those kind of things like. You know, I don't know where the overlap is for each individual responsibility. Right. But I just, I look at Bill as responsible and Matty P and Joe Judge as accomplices who were kind of thrust into this position. Yeah. Uh, Carla is in Florida. She says, love the show. Paul was discussing the Heaven Can Wait movie. It's so funny. Anyone that loves football has to see it. Yeah. Uh, I looked it up, by the way. It, it wasn't a, bo- a bomb. It didn't, didn't flop. It had like Oscar nominations and wins and stuff. Oh. Oh, then I'm thinking of a Warren Beatty that fl- movie that flopped. It, it was Ishtar. Ishtar, that's the one. Ishtar. That's flopped. like a famously terrible movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Like huge. Uh, as for the Patriots, hoping the 2023 season will bring some positive changes. Not a big fan of Mac, but maybe he needs another chance with a real creative offensive coordinator. I feel for the defense, who seem to be always keeping us in the game, only to see the offense screw up those opportunities. But you know, like what? But that's the thing. Like, okay, so now you bring in this really creative offensive person. How is that going to make anything better if guys can't run routes or commun? You know, like. Well, that's what he's got to. That's what yeah. this part of coordinating the offense. Right. You know, the question is: Is 
are they having a hard time running the routes because they're not being properly explained and and uh, you know right learned or whatever or or, or, or they're th- not capable? Do they have flawed designs to them that are you know more susceptible to you know bad spacing and whatnot? I I don't. There's I a lot of things that we don't know, but I'm just saying there's a. L- I just think at least you can say there's a lot of factors that the players don't have a big picture of what they're trying to accomplish. And I think a lot of times what the Patriots have tried to do on both sides of the ball is to have players who aren't just learning a position but are understanding the whole concept of how they fit into that. And so if they have to move, like a guy like, you know, Duggar, who you're playing in multiple kind of positions, that, you know, it's not like he only knows one position. He knows the concept. It doesn't seem like any of these guys know the concept and how they're – it seems like they kind of have a sense of what they think they're supposed to do maybe, and they're doing that. And and it's a little to Evan's point on that play in the end zone with Jonu Smith, the one that Mac made the throw wide to the back corner. Mm. And it took Thornton forever to sort of clear out of the way right. underneath. Not it's like, do you understand that what you're doing is important on yes, this play? Yes. And how <laughs> would no, it no, I'm not trying I to be snarky, but like how, how no, it affects everybody else. Right, right, right. right. The, how right. you fit into it. Right. And even though the ball is probably not coming to you, what you're doing is vital and do your job and do right. your one of 11, as they like to say, right. and all yeah, that stuff. I, I, that's such a big part of it to me as well, which is why when we talk about potentially next coordinators, I don't think Bill O'Brien is the most creative offensive genius. Like, I don't think he's one of these wizard schemers or anything like that. But it's just a level of professionalism that I think that this group needs to get back to yeah. of everybody being on the same page, having a concrete plan that everyone understands. And, like, he's a professional offensive coach. And that that's what he brings to the yeah, table. He'll help. And yeah. I think the biggest thing, you know, you guys are pointing to all these good examples. They had multiple dropbacks on Saturday with unblocked blitzers coming off the edge. Just guys unblocked, unabated to the quarterback, just completely uh, untouched to the QB. And that point comes back to what's the plan? Like when we get to the line of scrimmage and we see that they're showing pressure, what's the answer? And so much of quarterbacking offense in general uh, when it comes to pre-snap is problem solving, right? Like you have a blitz that they're showing and a couple of times the Bengals didn't even disguise it they just came all up at the line of scrimmage and were like we're coming and they just don't seem like they have the tools to then go ahead and say all right I'm gonna move the running back over here I'm gonna move the tight end over there this guy's my hot like they don't have a plan for what's gonna happen so what ends up happening is they you know they they slide the protection one way it leaves the backside completely unblocked he comes in unblocked then everybody's running vertical routes so it's like even if he wants to throw hot there's nobody to even throw hot too so there's just no plan in place to be like when we get this look this is what we're going to do for it and that to me comes back to the week at practice it comes back to game planning and preparation and coaching and all that kind of stuff because we never it wasn't that they never missed a blitz or never you know got pressure on a blitz against them or anything like that but you could always explain on the film this is what they were trying to do to pick up this blitz or beat this blitz and now you just never can understand what how is he supposed to survive that play like how is he supposed to get the ball out here how are they supposed to get it blocked you know they're sliding the protection to the left hand side and Trent Brown and Kevin Harris are blocking the same guy but then the backside rusher is unblocked so you had two you had two on one, so you had the numbers to, the goal to line, block the one it. Down on yeah. the goal line. Yeah. So you had the numbers to block it, but you just didn't 
configure the guys the correct way. And if I had to downgrade Mac anything in this game, I, I, significantly, I would say that that is partially on the quarterback, right? Like it's his job to get the protection set and to get everybody in order pre-snap and make sure yeah. that it, everything gets picked up. And on, the one on the goal line, they catch them, right? So he does a little hut-hut, right? And they all like show it. And then he's like, oh, wait a second, they're coming. So now we got to make adjustments. And you see him alert, alert, you know, this is the mic, you go. And it's still unblocked. <laughs> so, you know, where's the where's the disconnect? Yeah, it's Matt in Ohio writes in, uh, hello, Mr. Jake Steele and the boys. Uh, the most hated fill-in for Tony Maz, Mr. Paul Perillo. What? I loved Angry Paul yesterday <laughs> and listening to him treat these Boston fans like <laughs> the idiots they are. Oh. Were you hard on the yeah. fans yesterday, Paul? We had three different guys that legitimately called in. And I think they were joking, but they didn't let on they were joking. That said, it was a jinx. It's a Tom Brady jinx. It's a jinx because we wear red uh, uniforms like the British. Like, oh. And these were legit calls that Tim McCone let go. We, it got to the point where me and the producer were on Tim McCone yeah. for letting them go on too long. Oh. Uh, it was tough. And uh, then there was the 10-5 and five guy. The guy called in and said the Patriots should be 10-5. and five. Okay. That one. That one uh, anyway, good. please put me out of my misery and end this awful season. All these garbage teams other than the top 10 teams need to stop playing the rest of the year. This year has been ridiculous for terrible football play and coaching. After watching these coaches continue to lose games for their teams, I can't get on board with firing Bill and starting over. Bill is stubborn, but I feel he's a smart coach and will make the changes he needs for next season. Also, please eat John o. Smith's dead cap money and move on. So let's play a game. You just tell me yes, no. You don't have to think about it. You don't have to qualify it. Yes, no. Can win the Super Bowl. Well, the game is afoot. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Trebek. Uh, Buffalo. Wait, sorry, Can they win the Super Bowl? Sure. Yes. Buffalo. Yes. Kansas City. Yes. yes. Cincinnati. Yes. Yes. Uh, Baltimore. No. No. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers. No. no. Tennessee Titans. No. no. Jacksonville Jaguars. No. Yes. Hmm? Yes. <laughs> Uh, Patriots. No. no. Dolphins. No. Jets. No. Okay, so that's it. So well, we you had didn't mention San Francisco. That's the other conference. I haven't yeah. started that. Oh, yet. okay, all right. So we had a definitive yes for three teams, and one person said yes for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Fred. Somehow. Okay, so we'll we'll call that a three and a half. And the NFC, Philadelphia. Yes. Dallas. Yes. yes. Wow. Um, San Francisco. Yes. Yeah. Minnesota. Yes. Mm, no. No. If we're not if we're not going to be intellectually <laughs> you honest. Take it serious. Um they're they're 10 and 0 and one in They're 11 and 0 in one score. Which yeah. which is not a good indication mm. of okay, their Super Okay, but, but they they have Moxie. Yeah. yeah okay. They have Giants. Cousins. No. No. Um Commanders. No. no. Packers? No. Bucks? I say Packers, yes. Bucks? Not the way. No, that offense. No I way. I think they got it this year. Yeah. Packers, yes. I think that's insane. But I think that's. Could, I they think could that's be coming on at the right that's time. That's equally as. Why it's is not that, equally as insane as your Jags, but that's it's close. Not nowhere they have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that, and they could be coming on at now, the right time. Now, he doesn't care a lick, and he's never been good well, in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, when he made so. that throw to Mercedes Lewis <laughs> off his back foot with the three dudes in his face, it really oh. looked like he didn't care. Just like all you have to do is make one throw in an NFL game, and Evan just wants to marry you. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, I'd marry. Yeah, I, I think you're making the point that there's only a handful of teams that can even compete for. Yeah, uh, I, I yeah. would have. I would have it at five. Yeah. 
Well, you think I, the league stinks. You always have. No, I haven't always. You and Andy. I did not think stinks. the league stunk always. in 2003 and four. Oh, okay, when, two years. When they were playing. No, I'm saying like in the heart of the dynasty when the Patriots were playing like back-to-back MVPs in the playoffs, I did not think the Titans stunk when they were when they were beating the Titans in the playoffs yeah. in 03. I didn't think the Colts stunk when they were beating the Colts in the playoffs right. in 03 and 04. In 16, when they played Brock Osweiler and the Texans, yeah, I thought they stunk. Even though they were a playoff team, I didn't think they were any good. Tim Tebow and the Broncos, double bye. That's when I coined yeah, that phrase. Yeah, those teams. Double bye. Right. Right. So I didn't al- I don't always think the league stinks. Sometimes it does. This is one of those. Yeah, this is a, a so down season. So you just got Philly in the NFC. In San Francisco. Oh, and San Francisco. Dallas can't win the Super Bowl. Why? Because they're not good enough. And they're not well coached enough. Well, the the, pa- the reason why I said yes to the Packers was because I, I just feel like they're, they're <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna haunt me. Dallas is gonna win the Super Bowl. <laughs> they, that, could, that could very well be an eighteen Patriots thing where they just get hot at the end of the year and Rodgers just plays out of his mind. Yeah, I, yeah. I know I know why I mean, you said that. And their defense is actually pretty solid. It was supposed to be, but it hasn't really looked very good. It's been better as of late. I mean, they obviously did what they did to Tua in Miami, and I, I just like the mm, – I, I like the, the first half of I that I like game. the players that they have on defense. Gary, Jair. I like Gary. Yeah, I, like lo- I, I love players. Jair Alexander. I love that yeah. Gary. Uh, Gary? I just I – just, just quarterback for San Francisco. You know, can they – Yeah, a, that's, a, that's a concern. Um, remember we're talking about impossible so, so scores. Make it, make it four. In the yeah. NFL. Scoragami. I guess you can have a one. Uh, you can score one. Um, Ken in Poughkeepsie says uh, 6-1 is possible, but it never happened. Team scores a touchdown, goes for the two-point conversion. Offense somehow backtracks 98 yards and takes a safety in their own end zone on the two-point conversion, resulting in one point for the defense. Yeah, I have heard that. Huh. that that's Remember the other day when I was when you said that and yeah. I said, I think there's some kind of obscure thing that never happened? Yeah. That's, I think someone had written in about that. I, I think it's a safety on a PAT as opposed to the defense returning a PAT is two points. Yeah. But I, I don't really know why the difference in the, the scoring. A couple interesting things here just to point out. Per- Phil couple, Perry. A couple saying, interesting uh, things. Th- we, we, we talked about it, though. Re- Phil Perry saying here uh, on Sports Hub, realistic Gerard Mayo could be gone next season. That's following a report as well from uh, Andrew Callahan, who said something similar. So some uh, Jim McBride asked Mayo directly, top of the top of the question and answer session today. Uh, you know, would you still be interested? You interviewed with the, uh, the Broncos last year and, and said, "Yeah, he thinks he's he's ready to be a, a head coach in the NFL." So, um, I think could be, um, could be a move. The the underlying factor there with the Phil Perry stuff, because I think you know Tom Curran immediately when Hackett got fired yesterday immediately yeah. said, "Well, they're all bros." You know, right? the, yes, yeah. the male, but to me, the way that Phil Perry talked about this, he's looking to spread his wings. I believe that Gerard Mayo will be a coach somewhere in the NFL next year, not in New England, and it might not be a head coach. I think he's out of here regardless. I think he's out of here because he knows there's no upward movement here. Correct. Right? Yeah. Because I actually think, you know, I, we've bashed the offense, and rightfully so, but uh, defensively, and I know people are going to push back on the first half and whatever, but uh, yeah. as poorly coached as they are offensively, they are very well coached for the I, most part. I don't. I, I don't think they're very good, and we're not going to argue about this because I think we kind of think the same thing. Yeah. I don't think they're very good defensively, 
But I do agree with Evan that they get absolutely everything out of the talent they have defensively, they and that's a sign of good coaching. They I, I get, I gotta hand it to them. They, they, they that's a sign job. of good coaching. They're getting the most out of what they have, and I they think Mayo feels it, they spin the dial. Yeah. Uh, they run everything in the book. Uh, they. Uh, they do pretty much everything that you possibly can. They, they're running five, eight corners out there against six foot four receivers. And I know he beat Marcus Jones uh, twice for big plays down the field, but it could have been five times and right. it wasn't, you know, because they're running different coverages to get the ball away from T. Higgins in those one on one matchups. Uh, the pressure schemes, like they time up that zero blitz at the absolute perfect time and get the pick yeah, six. Yeah, it's just they are a very, very well orchestrated defense. I, I agree with you. I, I guess where I'm at, though, is just trying to. I don't think that they're as good as San Francisco's defense. I just oh. wonder what's an acceptable like like it's really hard to play defense in the league right now. And yeah, so yeah. like that's why I that's why I don't kill their defense. That are truly good. It's like with a competent offense, I feel like this defense it would be good enough. I to don't be think there are very 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 many defenses that are capable of yeah. shutting down good offenses. Hard. This right. was really a good hard. offense and they 15 net points, right? If you count the pick six in their favor, three takeaways. From a, a, a top-five defense. What? They gave up 22. They scored seven of their own. Oh, oh what, okay. So that's how we're, so we're, we're subtracting seven they allowed because they scored yeah. seven? I'm not going to give the seven to the offense, so I'm going to give it I'm to the I'm not giving defense. it to the offense, no, but, but I they mean. They scored 22 legitimate points. Right. And they missed a field goal right. and, and two and extra Patriots points. In other words, in the, like six of the, the points weren't from the defense. No, no, no. Yeah, that's how we made it sound like they only right. really allowed fifteen. Like the Patriots, they did only really allow. The Patriots, no, they didn't. They allowed twenty-two. The, the and, and should have allowed thirty-two. Like the Patriots only scored twelve points on offense. Right, that's right? that's fair. Right, because the Patriots' gonna, defense scored the other six. Right. Exactly. But but I mean, the, the, like the, and I'll and I'll the, say this well, too. But, but but having said that, I think giving up twenty-two points against the Bengals is good. I, I give them I give them credit for. Finding a way to keep them right. in the game. They found I a way. They absolutely found a way while everything was d- like Rome was burning all around them, and they found a way to pitch a shutout in the right. second half. I, I'm dead serious. I give them all the credit abso- in the world for abso- that, and they deserve it. But fifteen net points. But let's well, let's not like say that they didn't allow points that they allowed. Like they allowed three. Th- they allowed twenty two points. Uh, but and I they just, did nothing. No, wait, they I, did I, nothing I, to I, keep I, five I, other points off wanna, the board. I just want to understand Evan's reasoning. He's take cornered. What do you mean, my reasoning? My reasoning is is that they gave up 22 points. Yeah. They scored seven of their own defensively on Marcus Jones's pick six. Six. So when it comes to net differential, there you go. Oh, okay. But they gave up 22 points. Yeah, of course. I they gave see, up yeah. 22 okay. points. I was, which I is still good. Too. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. 15 like, They points. gave up 400 plus yards. The I other team care. missed a field goal and two extra points. Like, yeah. it was yeah. okay. Yeah. Like, they competed. I give them, like I said... I, they're certainly not the reason why you lost. The no. offense is the reason why you lose every week. Right. Not the defense. Yeah. I would I would agree with that. But I just don't want to get carried away, like what Mike said, with what San Francisco does. Right. And, and, and just pound you into submission. Yeah. Okay. You know, like there's a difference between the other team is like converting 50% of their third downs and moving the ball up and down the field at will. Yeah. You know, and if the Patriots offense like ever had a miscommunication – like happened on the two picks, it would be all over the Mac and, and Patricia. It wouldn't be because they dialed up a zero blitz. Jamar Chase kept running. Joe Burrow read the hot route and threw it right to Marcus Jones yeah. because that's where Jamar Chase is supposed to be, right? Yeah. It's a good play by the defense. And where the really good play comes 
is Marcus Jones is electric and runs it back 69 yards. So instead of you just getting the ball, sure. you score sure. because he's electric with the ball Abs- in his hands. Absolutely. Marcus Jones didn't quit in that game, I'll tell you that. No. I think a lot of other guys should be looking in the mirror. He's not one. By the way, the yes. Bro- Full disclosure, Jones. I have a crush on Marcus Jones. That's fine. Full disclosure. Because Marcus Jones, since the Bills game, has been the best player on the team. Yeah, and by the way, the broadcast was wrong saying that the last player to score in all three phases was Edelman. That never happened. He never scored on defense. I said that yeah. to you in yeah. the press box live. I said, do you ever remember I, Edelman scoring right. a defensive touchdown? He never and, did. And we didn't. The last time it happened was 1946. <laughs> And it happened three times in that day. But I'm not even talking about the same season. I don't ever remember Edelman scoring a defensive he touchdown. Didn't. No. He didn't. And, and it turns out that he didn't. He never no, did. A couple special teams. So they were wrong. So he had a fumble return for a touchdown yeah. in, in 12, but it was on special teams. So what Marcus it was a fumble, fumble game. What Marcus Jones did this year hasn't yeah. been done in the NFL's world. Since Dion, right? pro football. Yeah. No, yeah. since the 40s. Uh, I, oh, in one season. Yeah, in one yeah, season. Yeah, Dion did it throughout his career. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, no, he's That's been the best cool. player on the team. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say Marcus Jones won. That's worth looking up, Dion. That you just said that in his career. It, no, in the, in a season. I, I oh, wonder. You think he might have done it in yeah. a season? Like I could see him scoring a defensive touchdown every year he played. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know. Dance. Oh yeah, doing the dance and and uh, special teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marcus Jones won. Josh J two. Those have been the two best players for the Patriots over the last month. See yeah. again. He's awesome. Yeah. Total, awesome on total, offense. Total agreement. awesome on defense. Awesome returner. You know, you like, know, how much can we get him on the right. field? It's unfortunate that I think all his workload is, I think, starting to have an effect on the returns because <laughs> they need the returns, yeah. and he hasn't really shaken loose lately. I think uh, Evans flirted with this. I think get him in the slot over Miles Bryant next year, um, where I think you can take a little bit more advantage of him. Yeah. Um, my thought on Uche, though, is that it's great. I think next year you just need Ronnie Perkins to kind of step up, and then you can let Uche walk, and you'll have Ronnie Perkins in that Stop third down. Well, what if we role. bring back Cameron Grown? <laughs> I, I I think with with Marcus too that there's a lot of conversation about is he a better offensive mm. player than he, you know where's his ceiling on I. I think he's good either way. Like, I think he's honestly great either way. I mean, of course, he gets mossed by T. Higgins, who's eight yeah. inches taller than him. It's just a bad matchup. So this week, though, against Miami, mm-hmm. like, this is they have John Jones and Marcus Jones that can cover Hill and Waddle. Like, I don't think any other team has two, four, three guys that can cover and stick with those two guys consistently. So I, I'm really hyped up to watch – how they match up against those two guys because that's a great matchup. I just hope they keep playing Marcus Jones on offense and if, going forward. Just and in if little Bridgewater bits, has to play, which he's going to have to play. Yeah, and but like you say, get him back in the slot on that's defense. It. Uh, ben in Brooklyn. he ain't going to get the ball like, like Tua was yeah. like earlier in the year. Uh, He'll do what Tua's been doing lately. Uh, ben in Brooklyn went to the game and came away with several observations, but chief among them is that losing in that fashion was the best possible outcome. Uh, <laughs> not this. One... This team was never going anywhere, even if they should squeak into the playoffs. Two, they showed fight. Three, they cemented the fact that they hit on the Marcus Jones pick. Four, the offensive line actually played relatively well. Five, no sense worsening our draft pick with a win. Six, lack of speed in getting the play in hugely benefits the opposing D. Time to react, catch the breath, substitution, if not outright delay of the game. The first and second half disparity was revealing. 100% 100% conservative and predictable in the first half, run on first and second, pass on third. But the clearly opened up more in the second, jet sweep, long passes, use of Marcus Jones. Tremendous rally, but came up short, microcosm of the that. season. You guys, Paul, absolutely nailed the prediction that Burrow would exploit our cornerback's lack of height. 
And I commend John Rook for being really early one and a half years ago on McDaniel's impending departure and its impact. Okay. Okay. I'm not a big fan of, like, it's good that they lost and all that stuff. No. If they had actually won these last two games like they should have, they'd be sitting pretty. (laughs) They they would. Would they be in? Yeah, they'd be in. They'd be sitting pretty. It's crazy. I, now, I think we're all kind of just expecting this is Patriots formula. We've got a backup quarterback. Uh, what does it say, though, about this team if they can't beat Teddy Bridgewater here in a game? I don't understand the Teddy's just as good. This is not a good – like, this is not – they've never beaten Tua. Yeah. They've never beat – even when Tua was not good, they couldn't beat <laughs> Tua. So I, I don't know why he's 4-0 and against them, and the games haven't really been competitive. Except that one game, I think, when Damon Harris fumbled, right? Yep. Kind of similar yeah, situation as, as the Ramondre fumble. Yeah. But in all in all, they've gotten blown out. Yeah. Well, I was looking too back at them. I mean, they fell in a 17 nothing hole in week one here. They fell into a 17 nothing hole at the yeah. end of last year as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, it's just an interesting dynamic. I mean, I think everybody's just kind of like, oh, we got it now. But I also think that y- y- it's kind of an indictment if you can't beat Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, with, you know, really playoffs kind of on the line. It's going to need them. Matt in Santan Valley, Arizona. Hold for Teddy. Santan Valley. Um, Just wanted to make a take a minute to scrunch up my nerd glasses and correct the caller Dwayne from Thursday. Uh, When the Patriots drafted Matt, Bill wasn't asking Matt Patricia if he was good with the pick. He was asking Matt Grow. Just wanted to throw it out there since it was bugging me all weekend. Oh, yeah, that's probably right. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, like Macro really had to say. I just think it's crazy <laughs> when we have to ride the press elevator down with Macro, and Macro has to sit in there, and there's not usually too much chatting going on, but it's just an awkward situation where somebody who put the team together has to ride down with a bunch of us snarky a holes who are like, whoa! <laughs> do, I mean, that's why I try to keep it buttoned, but it's just a weird situation. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. James Pettigrew, the most interesting Patriots fan in the world, says, excuse me, the British were to blame for the red uniforms and the losses? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> the British. Who He happens to be British. So. Yeah. British are coming. A um, couple more minutes here, so I'll take a couple. Well, let's take a phone call. Uh, Craig from Richmond, California has been holding on. What's up, Craig? Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, Long Craig. time, uh, first time. Thanks for calling. Hey, so you guys talked a little bit earlier about um, uh, the Joe Judge, and sort of, I'm curious. I'm, I'm a little bit more curious about the blame pie. Um, so, like, do we know exactly what he was doing when he was with the Giants around offense? And uh, I, I, I can take my, I can take, I can take. Well, off originally he had a coordinator, which was Jason Garrett, yeah. and he fired him and took over. Basically, the offense, right? Well, am I uh, getting that right? Freddie Kitchens took over the. Oh, offense, Freddie Kitchens, who was with Cleveland, who was also an re- actual. But offense I, I thought I thought that Joe Judge was calling plays for a while. Uh, no, they, they, Freddie Kitchens was calling plays. I think Judge had a pretty good hand in what they were doing. Okay. Conceptually, but right. okay, yeah, it was Freddie Kitchens. It was Garrett then Kitchens, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, does that answer your question? Or do you want to uh, build off of that? I guess I just uh, I want to I. Yeah, I, I guess it does. Uh, I just want to know. I just was curious about how much of the blame we give to 
to Joe Judge, I know with Matt Patricia calling the, all the plays, we get to see him on TV and all that. But uh, yeah, I, know how much I mean, you know, a lot of times. And thanks for the call, Craig. Like after the play, Mac will sit down and he'll sit. Be, he'll be sitting next to Judge. Judge will have the tablet. Right, because Patricia has to be with the offensive line. Right, he's pulling double duty. <laughs> right, what does he ignore more, Judge or Patricia? Yeah, <laughs> but then, like on a timeout, when he comes to the sideline, Mac, he's talking to Patricia. Occasionally, Judge will come over, and the three of them will talk, and sometimes even Bill as well. But it's weird. Like, who does he talk to when? You know, like you would think that he would talk to the guy calling the plays after each series as well but like well, Evan said he's he's got other things you know it's just not a good setup yeah it's not a good setup no, I agree it's got to change um I, like I said earlier in the show I just hope that it's a change that Bill thinks needs to be made right you want it to be his decision so that he's on board yeah <laughs> you know um but I don't know it's it's gonna be interesting are you excited about the offseason, Deuce? Because oh, yeah. I know you get excited about oh, yeah. these things. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. I, I can't be excited. Anything but winning. There's a yeah. lot of work to right. be done. A lot of work <laughs> right. to be done. Success. I want to be excited <laughs> with you, and I'm sure I'll get there at some point, but I think it comes back to do they see the issues, right? Like, do yeah. they see the problems? Because somebody asked me in the mailbag this week, what's, like, your five-step plan? And it to me, it's so obvious, like, what, like especially the boxes that absolutely need to be checked. But I, I just don't know if they think it's as obvious. And, and that until I hear Adam Schefter report that the Patriots have hired Bill O'Brien as their offensive coordinator, none of it else, who they draft and who they sign, they, none of it else, yep. none of it matters. No, I agree. All right. Um, we have a special treat today because the playbook with John Rook got moved to a Tuesday. So hang, Special Tuesday edition. Hang on. If we didn't get you your email, uh, you got another two hours with John. Uh, special Tuesday edition. As for us, we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts. The world's original podcast.